Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three, and we are a go. Welcome to another episode of the Lonely Hearts Sports Podcast. On today's episode, we recap week four, look ahead to week five of the NFL season, talk some European soccer as well. Uh, Hockey is going to start tomorrow, regular season. That came as a shock to me. It's already almost mid-October. But since it is October, we we begin our episode today with looking ahead to the postseason for Major League Baseball. I know, I'm starting out with baseball and not football. But no, we are in play. We're in playoff mode now, baseball for baseball. The wild card series begins tomorrow. We'll go through the weekend. And then the AL and NLD division series will begin next week as we just pretty much steamroll through the playoffs and Baseball will make its way up until November there for the most part. But as mentioned here, wild card, the wild card is here. Like it's a wild card weekend for the, uh, for major league baseball Four series uh, in the AL, you have the Cleveland guardians going up against the Tampa Bay Rays and the Seattle Mariners going up against the Toronto blue Jays. And in the national league, you've got the, San Diego Padres taking on the New York Mets and the Philadelphia Phillies taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. <sighs> field was set. It, came, it almost came down to the last day of the season for the field to be set. The regular season towards the end, very boring, honestly, except for the NL East where, uh, well, I, the collapse was inevitable from for Mets fans. Uh, I know I, I know you're gonna hate me for talking about the Mets collapsing, but um, instead instead of having a bye week into the NLDS, the 101 win New York Mets are getting a visit from the disappointing Padres. Um, so I guess we'll start off with the NL side here. And I guess we'll start off with your Mets and the Padres. How confident are you going into this series? This shit, we'll get we'll get out of the we'll get out of the wild card series. I'm not worried about that. I think we are definitely a better team than the Padres. Um, like I said, the Padres season for them was like disappointing. Yeah, they're in the wild card, not the season they had hoped for. But it really this series really doesn't matter. The winner of this series is going to play the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are going to curb stomp whoever comes in to play them. It doesn't matter. Like I am, that's where I'm at right now as a Mets fan. It's you screwed yourself by not getting that two seed where you don't have to see the Dodgers till the NLCS. Now all of a sudden you win and you have to go, you have to go see the Dodgers now in the NLDS, and it's like, well, Dodgers are probably honestly going to get past the NLCS as well. I believe. I think the Dodgers are that strong. This series to me. My guy. Yeah? You would face the Braves if you won. No, it's the Dodgers play the 4-5. The Braves play the 3-6 seed winner. How does that? I'm trying to figure out how to. Uh, they, don't, they don't do it off seeding. They do it off of um, 
because we're matched up against yeah the Dodgers get are the one seed and they play the four or five seed winner and that's what the Mets and Padres are we're the four or five. So how would I'm trying to figure out how the AL is then because oh, it's the same. Made- so the Astros so Astros <laughs> would see the winner of Blue Jays Mariners which is the four or five. And then the Yankees would see the winner of the three six, which is the Guardian and Rays. Baseball does not make any fucking sense. Holy fuck here. Because it should be based on seeding, in my opinion. Okay. No, I'm sorry to cur I'm sorry to like derail you from your conversation, from your point there. Holy fuck. Uh, you know, I was looking at the I was looking at everything with the playoff picture and the brackets and i'm like why is this seating the way it is here shouldn't it be shouldn't it be like low seed goes to the one seed high seed goes to the two seed holy fuck my brain go ahead i apologize there keep going keep going yeah i mean like i said i'm not really worried about the padres at all um i think we could take this series in two games um it, no you probably will take you will take you we should take the series we should take the series Theoretically, we should. This should be easy walk through the park. Then, like I said, NLDS will not matter for us. I don't see a way the Dodgers don't get out of the NL. I It's not a hot take. I just don't see a way that this Dodgers team is so good. And So, the thing is there about the Dodgers. I'll get into that in a minute there. I can't. I still can't believe my brain fucking had that huge-ass fart there. Holy fuck. No, you're uh, fine. You're fine. I hate uh, Manfred. You're a fucking idiot with your fucking playoff seating. Um, uh, no, the Mets should beat the Padres. The Padres have been out. The, the Padres have been one of the most disappointing teams in all of baseball the entire season because everybody thought that they were supposed to win the NL pennant. Everybody thought that they were going to finally br- uh, break the Dodgers stranglehold on the NL West. Everybody thought that they would have that depth lineup like the Dodgers did practically with. With, especially with the addition of Juan Soto at the trade deadline, like only to bolster the lineup. But Juan Soto has been in, was in a huge slump since he went to the Padres. The Padres, the bullpen, especially their closer, has not been great. And then you had the whole situation where Fernando Tatis Jr. Had, was supposed to have sold, shoulder surgery, didn't get shoulder surgery, Ended up testing positive for a banned substance uh, on the PED list. Got suspended. Got suspended for the rest of the season and the entire postseason, and is not and and only had shoulder surgery during and after he found out he got suspended there. So that so honestly, like the whole Tatis situation was last time I had heard anything about the Padres, and that's just because again. They've been a huge disappointment. I mean, the only other team that I would say was as disappointing as them this season was the Chicago White Sox, who failed to completely make the postseason. But <clears throat> I I do believe that the Mets should, should take this series. If they don't take this series, then your season is a failure as a Mets fan. The Mets season is a failure because you practically held the, the NL East from day one. And then lost it in the second to last week of the season, getting swept by the Braves. And if that bad moment, if that bad mojo just carries into the wild card series and an eventual upset caused by the Padres, then your season over uh, the Mets season overall is something that like baseball fans will talk about for quite a while, actually, in my opinion. But again, I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't. I, I think that. 
the Mets should easily win this series, in my opinion, just because, again, Padres have been disappointing. The Padres have been disappointing. Um, going ahead to the Dodgers, because that's who the winner of this series would face. The Dodgers, low-key, were very like under the radar the entire baseball season with what they were doing because everybody was talking about Albert Pujols. Everybody was talking about Aaron judge. Everybody was talking about, everybody was talking about Shohei Otani. Everybody was talking about the New York Mets. Nobody was talking about the Los Angeles Dodgers unless you lived in California. And what's crazy is that the Los Angeles Dodgers put together like team wise, one of the greatest see regular seasons in the history of Major League Baseball. And Major League Baseball goes back well over 100 years. The modern era itself goes back to 1901, and baseball itself goes back to the 1800s. And the Dodgers themselves had a run differential of plus 322, which has been the best in baseball history going back to 1939. And they also posted a total of 111 wins, which is the most a National League team has had even surpassed since the 1906 Chicago Cubs when they had 109 wins. And then even, and even the Pittsburgh Pirates of 1909, they had 106 wins if I'm, if I'm correct. So they are like one, they're one of the few teams to have like a great regular season in in the history of the national league that is. So it's only a matter of how, like, it's only a matter of how many games it takes the Dodgers to get to the world series. In my honest opinion, I mean, the only thing, the only thing that it can stop, the only team in my opinion on, in the national on the side of the national league that can stop them is if they do as if the Braves don't fuck it up and somehow meet them in the NLCS. And that should be a great, and that would be a great series, but I don't want to look too far ahead there. Um, but no, you're right about that. Like me, I hate the, as much as I hate the Mets, I hate the Dodgers too. So yeah. if the Mets win the wildcard series and they play the Dodgers, I would love for them to eliminate the 111 win Los Angeles Dodgers because that shows, in my opinion, that their season was an abject failure too, more so than any more so than what would happen if the Mets were to collapse and then lose to San Diego in the wildcard series. Um. And the only reason why I say the Dodgers season would be an abject failure, look what they did in the regular season. And then, of course, if they somehow find a way to collapse in the postseason, it's just like, where do you go from here at that point? But again, like the Dodgers don't play for another five days. So. Exactly. I like you. I don't like you said, I it's just a matter of fact of how many games it's going to take the Dodgers to get to the World Series. They look like. Throughout the regular season, they look well, – I mean, the record shows they're the most dominant team in baseball right now. And like you said, kind of just went under the radar past everyone. And here we are. And now, unfortunately, because of the Mets collapse at the end of the season with the lead we held going into July, now you look at it, it's like, well, you completely could have avoided this whole situation, but you did this to yourself. And now Mets fans are in for, like you said, as long as they make it out of the wild card, We'll be fine. The season won't be considered a complete failure, but 
I don't see how we can stack up against the Dodgers, especially if our bats happen to go cold, like we have seen plenty of times throughout this season. Yeah, I mean, the thing is there is, like, that's the one thing you got to look for. for it. That's the one thing that you have to watch out for as a Mets fan, sadly, because this is the first time that they've been – they haven't been in the playoffs in six years, the yeah. Mets as an organization. So the thing is, though, is, like, this is a new, this is a new atmosphere to them. But at the same time, like, the Padres, like, they've got players that have the playoff experiences, but just with – the Padres being collectively as a team, I just can't, even with the Mets like offense going cold and if their pitching somehow disappears, I can't see the Padres finding a way to advance out of the wild card round. I mean, baseball is a crazy sport, so anything can happen. We know that. I don't see a way it happens, though. That's the thing. No, I mean, we would need everything for us to get, not, not to jump ahead here, Pat's past the Padres, but like the only way we genuinely beat the, we could even compete with the Dodgers, in my opinion, is you need everything bumping at the right time. You need your pitchers. You need, everything just needs to go the Mets way. Like offense, defense, no matter what it is, bullpen, everything has to go your way. And there's no way around that. Exactly. That, I mean, the thing is, you need, that could be said about every team in the playoffs, right? Yeah. But, but I mean, I understand like where you're coming from. I made a mistake. You need Degrom. Who knows? Degrom needs to like. Who knows where we're at with him? Yeah, who knows? And Scherzer just needs to stay healthy. Yep. Who knows yeah. where you're at with Degrom? I made a mistake. The Chicago Cubs in 1906 won 116 games. And the Pirates in 1909 won 110 games. So the Dodgers have the second most wins in, in a season in National League history. But still, they won under the rate. They still, but still, they won under the radar nonetheless there. Um, but no, the Mets, I don't know. Buck's a playoff manager. He he know he knows uh, he knows the playoffs well. He'll 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 get the team he'll get the team like where they need to be for for these two, possibly three games. Uh, the good news is that you're at home, so you don't have to travel across the country um, for to San Diego for one of the games, which is good on your part there. Um, so that's so you have home field, so you literally have home field advantage throughout the series. Um, so I think the Mets, I think the Mets win in two. I think the Mets win in two games. Honestly, I don't think it goes to a third. I, I I agree with that. I don't see like you said the Padres complete another disappointment this season. I don't see a way they can come in and beat this Mets team is still good no matter the collapse. They are a good team, but they're just not like at that elite team level where like you're not looking at a pennant. You're not at that level with this Mets team. No, you're not. I mean, you got you you're proud you like the if we don't collapse, if we don't collapse, I think my optimism going into playoffs is a lot different. That collapse killed everything for me. Well, the pro- Especially yeah. being swept, being swept by the Braves. So you guys got swept by the Cubs too earlier before that, so that didn't help either. So I mean, that's like when I knew that. That's honestly like when I knew the collapse was like inevitable. There, getting swept by the Cubs, also losing two of three to the Pirates as well too. And I'm just like, what the fuck. Um, uh, the Cubs, especially those were two of the, 
well, the Pirates were one the worst team in baseball, in my opinion, and the Cubs were not as gr- the Cubs were not that great either, obviously. Um, uh, but no, nonetheless, collapse, no collapse. You guys should get past here. I mean, like I said, anything can happen in baseball. The Dodgers, honestly, let's let's be honest. Over the past few years, the Dodgers have not had a great like the Dodgers have not done well in the postseason. Okay, like we go back to 2017. They made the World Series. They lost to the Astros. They made the World Series again in 2018. They got knocked out. Uh, they they lost to the Boston Red Sox. In 2019, I believe they lost in the NLDS to the – they lost to the Nationals. I remember that. I think it was in the NL, NLDS or NLCS 1-2. 2020, they won the World Series. It was a bubble World Series. Take your Mickey Mouse ring and shove it up your ass. 2021, they ended up losing to the Braves in the NLCS. So the Dodgers literally have lost, like, here's how it goes for, since 2017. They have either lost to the World Series winner or eventual World Series winner, or they have won the World Series. There's no in-between. I mean, granted the fact that, like, three, like twice they played in the World Series and lost, but when they lost to the Nats, the Nats ended up winning the World Series. When they lost to the Braves, the Braves ended up winning the World Series. So, I mean, you have like if you win this series and you somehow face the Dodgers, like and win, you, you the, historically there's like some good omen there. So you got that going for you. Yeah. Well, I like I said, my optimism is just not there. As long as long as you're just not being like Frank the Tank and going, yeah, it's too. And seven all over again. I don't <laughs> His know. Videos, that, those videos they post of him get me all the time. I don't know what that man gets paid for, but to pay for to do by character. I, I, I seriously don't know what that man gets paid to do paid to do over at that company. I want to know like what he gets paid for exactly, other than just throwing temper tantrums. Because if that was the case, I should have been hired a long time ago. <laughs> He's just there for the content. Those troops. Yes, sir. <laughs> pay your taxes pay your fucking taxes portnoy um uh no moving on to the next series in the national league wild card 2011 called they want their playoff series back <laughs> you have the philadelphia phillies who who have made the playoffs for the first time since 2011 taking on a st louis cardinals team that won the nl central and has one of the hottest has one of the hottest players in baseball on their team in a reti- soon to be retired Albert Pujols, and they also have the soon to be retiring Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina, and two MVP candidates on the NL side in Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. Um, the Phillies surprisingly made the playoffs after firing their manager midway through the season after a terrible start. In fact, it was so bad in Philly. It was so bad in Philly. One of their one of their players was one of their players made it made it seem that they said that they hated it there, and it turns out that they didn't end up hating it there because now they're in the postseason. But no, this is the first time that this is the first time in, in eleven years that the Phillies are back. So good for those crazy assholes and those crazy fanatics down in. Down in uh, Phil, down in southern, southeastern Pennsylvania. Good for them. You deserve this, honestly. It's a nice change for once. The Cardinals are 
riding high off the seasons of Arenado and Goldschmidt and the research and sadly the and sadly a late a late career resurgence of Albert Pujols where fans want him to come back for one more season even though he won't um I believe the Cardinals will win this series in my opinion winner of this series obviously goes to take on the Braves in the NLDS but where do you stand I I like this matchup a lot I don't I don't. I, I think I'm gonna have to go the Cardinals with you as well, but I do like this match. I think this is definitely more and more even matchup than the Padres and Mets, in my opinion. Um, I think this would probably be the best, probably playoff series in my opinion. I think, even though they're not the two most exciting teams, this is gonna be a very good series. I that that that's just my opinion. I think these two teams like they line up perfectly against each other, and even if you look at like like betting wise and stuff like they're basically even they're kind of like a 50 50 split with it favoring the Cardinals a little bit, but I do, I still do like the Cardinals and just because like you said, they're riding high off that season of their players that are retiring and they just, they're going to try to send Albert out on a, on a great note. And I think they're going to take this series. I believe, I think this will definitely be a three game series in my opinion, but I like their chances. Phillies to me, like they're, it's Philly. Like you said, I haven't been in playoffs since 2011. And they had an average average regular season. They finished yeah, third. I mean, they finished 14 games back in the NL East. Yeah. Uh, but that was good enough for the – that was good enough for a wild card spot, so. Yeah. Like, like we talked about, like, the NL wasn't very – it was more – it was top-heavy more than anything. And we looked at it – when we talked about, like, halfway through the season, we looked at it we're like – wow, teams are just way off pace of, like, the three, four top teams that are in the NL. Exactly. Like, it was the Braves, the Dodgers, the Mets, the Braves, the Dodgers, and the Mets, and then the Central was crap, and then it was like, okay, who takes the wild card? I mean, the AL was kind of the same way for the most part, uh, uh, for the most part there. Um, so that's, like, why baseball, like, with its playoff race was not very exciting. But, no, um, I think – I like if the Phillies make make it out. So if the Phillies make it out, they're gonna. I don't think it'll be a close series against the Braves. I don't. Um, the Braves. What World Series hangover? Like everybody had them dead. But the thing is, though, is like they've got everything firing on all cylinders right now. So that's why I feel like that series won't be close if the Phillies somehow get out of that this wild card round. But the crazy thing is, is like with how the Cardinals have been playing as of late, uh, it's, I, I, yeah, that that Al, that Albert momentum, like win one for Albert momentum, like. You have a legend, like one of the greatest to ever play the game. One of the quite possibly the greatest player of this generation, in my opinion. Like, I'm pretty sure people will beg to differ on that there. But riding momentum like that, trying to do something, trying to win, trying to win for a player like that can that can take you far, honestly. Oh, yeah. The belief can take you far. So if the Cardinals do win this series, which I do think they will, they should and they will, in my opinion. I think they can go far against the Braves. I don't know. I I, I don't. I'm not going to say maybe go to distance, but it'll be a competitive. It'll be at least a competitive. It'll make it competitive. Yeah, it'll be a competitive. 
series, in my opinion. It won't be a wash like whoever faces the Dodgers. Exactly. Exactly. They if if St. Louis makes it out, the NLDS will be very interesting. Um, with them playing the Braves. Yes, I agree there. Um, so, okay, so we both have the Mets and we both have the Cardinals. So the NLDS matchups will be, in our opinion, will be Dodgers, Mets, Dodgers, Cardinals, Braves. So two NL East teams, a Central team, and a West team. Uh, moving on to the American League. Let's see. I, I guess we'll begin with. Yo, I don't want to begin with that series. Let's begin with the more entertaining series. In my opinion, the best series of the entire wild card round. This is, my, in my opinion, the Mariners and the Blue Jays. Two very young and exciting teams going head-to-head north of the border in Toronto, Ontario, Canada for a best of three. Winner will get to take on the Houston Astros in the ALDS. Obviously, the Blue Jays come in right, come in, are making the playoffs for the first time since 2016. The Mariners are riding high off their momentum of making the playoffs for the first time since 2001. Both teams are young; they're energetic. This, obviously, the uh, the Mariners are coming off of like uh, the Mariners like have young young rising star Julio, young rookie rising star Julio Rodriguez. They've got players such as they've got players like Mitch Haniger as well, pitching a great, a good great pitcher like Luis Castillo. The Blue Jays have Alex Manoa, Vlad Guerrero, Bo Bichette, George Springer. So like you've got great quality all around in this series on both side on, on both teams honestly. Um but so I, I, this series honestly could go either way, with how with how the team with how both teams have, with both how with how both teams stack up against each other. It honestly could go either way, and I think it does go a full three. I agree with that. You're probably right that this probably is going to be a more competitive series than St. Louis. If I just for some reason I, I like that matchup, but no, this series as well is going to be another very interesting series, and another one like you said could honestly go either way. You can flip a coin and you tell me one of the teams made it through and the other day, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. You look at both of them basically finishing right around the same pace come at the end of the regular season. The Mariners just finishing with two less wins than the Blue Jays. But it will be a very interesting series because, let's be honest, Toronto in the playoffs always seems to have some fire to them. and They always seem to come alive come playoff time. We haven't seen the Mariners in playoffs in forever, so they're going to have that riding with them as well. And it's just going to be – very. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring, fun series to watch. I I think the off- offenses of both these teams are going to be clicking. I agree with – yeah, honestly, I, I, I agree with you there. I think it'll be a fun series to watch. The only thing that sucks is that from a Mariners standpoint is they've waited 21 years to get back to the postseason. And the first time they and and if they were to advance out of the wild card round, they would not be able to get a home game until game three of the ALDS. They would be on the road two or three times in Toronto. And then if they were to advance, they would be on the road for two games in Houston. And then they would go home to Seattle. Yeah. Which sucks from a Mariner standpoint. But that's how the bay, but that is how. That's how the playoff seeding, the new and the new format went. 
So that it is how it is there. Toronto, on the on the other hand, first time since 2016. Last time they were last uh, last time they were in the 2016, they made the ALCS, if I remember. Yeah, they made the ALCS. Uh, if I remember correctly, wild card game against uh, the Orioles back in 2016. Edwin Encarnacion walked it off against uh, against uh, current Yankee Zach Britton uh, in the bottom of the 11th. If I remember, if I remember correctly, there. Um, but yeah, no, Toronto always seems to be like they always seem to turn it up a notch. Honestly, I mean, like. And that city come playoff baseball time as well will get bumping. Those fans for playoff baseball do get crazy. Fans everywhere, honestly. Like, you feel like the state, like, you can see the state, like, the camera's shaking. The You feel like the stadiums are shaking. Like, Toronto is, like, weird, though, because all of a sudden, like, like, all of a sudden, it kind of feels like a mini earthquake there, like up up north of the border. Because, like, the Encarnacion moment in 2016, Bautista's bat flip the year prior. I mean, like, they're, they're ready up there. They're ready up there. And I feel like the home field advantage of the Blue Jays is, like, what's go- is what's going to help them get through to this series, honestly. That's the only – like, that's going to be, like uh, like – the home home field is going to be play a major factor in that series based on the matchup of these two teams. Just how with just how they match up with just how they match up on and on offense, on defense, and in pitching too. Yeah. So, Go ahead. No, no, I finished. Go ahead, there. My bad. Oh, I, I, I. I I'm going to go with the Mariners this series, I think. You're taking the Mariners. I'm taking the Jays. All right. Yeah, well, I want. I, I think the Mariners are playing. They're going to have the little trip time that they want to go home and give their fans, like you said, it's going to be a while till it happens, but they want to give their fans a home playoff game. I think that's yeah. the one thing that will carry them through the series. That's possibly like one thing that will okay, I'm not. You're not wrong there. I'm not going to disagree with you. I just feel like the Jays will get it done. I think the series goes to distance. It's going to be a fun three games, uh, but the Jays will get it done. They all, like, yeah, they have like recent playoff history. Like when they've made the playoffs, they somehow find a way to get it done and, and go and go for somewhat of a de- for somewhat of a decent run. Um, so I believe like they do get it done. I'm also looking at like from a from a Yankees fan standpoint. Who do I want to play the Astros in the ALDS? Who has a good chance of knocking them out? I feel like both. Like, like I don't think the Astros will walk all over whoever they play in the ALDS. Either which way, it's just. I guess it just comes down more along the lines of who can beat the Astros pitching more. Yeah. And I mean, I've. I'm going to go with the Blue Jays, in my opinion, just based on that, too. Like, Seattle, like, and the only reason why I say that is because, like, the division opponents know each other. Like, they know what to expect. You play the Blue Jays, like, you play your out-of-division opponents, well, not up until next well, up until next year, you play out-of-division opponents, like, in the same league, like, for two series. So, three, four-game series at best, so... It's like seven. It's like seven, eight games at most. Whether it's a three game or a four game series, and then you go from there. Um, moving on to the last series, 
Cleveland Guardians taking on the Tampa Bay Rays. Winner gets to face the New York Yankees in the, a- in the American League Division Series. Cleveland surprised a lot of people by winning the AL Central. Everybody had thought that the American League Central would go to either the Chicago White Sox, who were a huge disappointment, or to the Minnesota Twins, who also, in my opinion, were a disappointment as well. But then again, the entire American League Central was quite possibly the worst division in baseball this season. Just based on the fact that the just based on the fact that the Tigers were bad, Javier Baez looked like he looked like not looked like absolute like obscure. Javier Baez looked like he didn't belong on that like belong like <laughs> in the league anymore for some, just because he, he was bad. He was bad. I can't even describe like how I want to describe it. The Royals were terrible. They fired their manager. They fired their general manager. <laughs> The White Sox don't have a manager either because Tony La Russa finally got smart and said I'm too old for this shit. And the Twins, they just had a huge disappointment because, well, they I, honestly, I couldn't even tell you what went wrong with the Twins season. Is it just because they're the Twins? Okay, yeah. I, the only bright spot of their season was they they had a player, Luis Arreyes, win the AL batting title. whoop de doo uh, I heard he had a 7 a.m. tea time a couple of days ago. Yay. But, um... Uh, no, Cleveland, honestly, Cleveland got hot at the right time. They're a young team. They're a fun team. They're an exciting team to watch. And when things and when things click for them, like not just looking ahead to this playoff series, but also just like you're down the road in that terrible division, this is their window to like just dominate the Central. So like I feel like with who with who they have right now, and with the window of the central that we won't, this won't be the, this won't be like a one and done thing with them overall. The Rays on the other, looking at the Rays standpoint, like up and down team all season, literally an up and down. It's kind of, it was like a roller coaster. Um, they came within four games of the, of the uh, division lead for the American league East. Uh, they just got back Tyler Glass now too, so that will bolster their pitching staff. But I think Cleveland takes this series just based on how Cleveland's been hot. Their pitching has been phenomenal. Their offense has been clicking. And like I said, they're just an exciting team to watch right now. They are. I, I, this series for me doesn't. This will be the one series if it's on, like, I'll have it on the background. I'm not going to sit down and watch this series. I can't – I hate the Rays. And I don't know really what the Guardians – I know, yes, they won their division, but I don't really know what they are yet. I don't know if it was, like you said, just getting hot at the right time. I don't know if that's going to be able to carry them through playoffs or what it is. I'm not a huge fan of this series. I just – I don't have – I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't like the Rays. They definitely, like, I thought they were going to be fighting for, at the start of the season, I thought for sure they are going to be fighting for the, the top of the AL East with the Yankees and the Blue Jays, but it turns out that it wasn't as close as I thought it was going to be for them. It wasn't um, the Yankees, any of the teams. <laughs> yeah. And I thought they are going to be more competitive this year, and this year they kind of have disappointed me on what I thought they were to what they turned out to be. So 
I'm in agreement with you there about where I think the series stands. What sucks about this series is like it's in the middle of the afternoon, Friday and Saturday. So like it's like, do you really want what do people like actually like want from a from an from like a standpoint of casuals? Are you going to want to watch this, or would you prefer to watch college foot, or would you prefer to watch college football? Um, from a actual from a Yankees fan standpoint, I. I will be watching this because the winner of this series will play the Yankees in a best of five in the American League Division Series. Okay, both teams, the Yankees, well, both teams, the Yankees are very familiar with. They lost in five games in the 2020 ALDS to the to the Tampa Bay Rays. And I know this Cleveland team is much different than the one in 2017, but the Yankees came back from a three from a 2-0 deficit in the 2017 American League Division Series, and they won that series by three games to two. But so the so so whoever the Yankees are getting, they're gonna have some familiarity with these teams recently. Recently, um, both teams have their strengths. Both teams have their weaknesses. The Rays to get Glasnow back. The Rays have also been able to beat the Yankees throughout the season. Like, I, I honestly, like, I remember, like, the Yankees would be, uh, the, they just can't go down. They can't go down to the trap and win. They can't beat them at home. Cleveland this season, they lost two, three games. Like, I, I think the, the Yankees took the season series against the Guardians. Uh, against the Guardians. I know that. I can't remember if they lost two or three though. Um, I'll probably get I'll probably get like a fact check on that one. I I already know I will. Um, but if I had to choose, I would prefer I would prefer to see the Guardians from a Yankee stand, fan standpoint because I know the Yankees can't like the Yankees have a better chance to beat the Guardians than they do Tampa. If they play Tampa, fuck. I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna want, I'm just gonna watch four or five games of baseball. That's not gonna be fun to watch. And if the Yankees, and if the Yankees somehow crash out at the hands of the Rays again, it's just gonna be four or five games of disappointing of disappointment. And with Glass now coming back to pitch, it's just not ideal there. I would rather take my chances with Cleveland. Yeah, I could see that, but I, I also, I'm also I I know clearly what happened through the season series with you guys in the Rays, but I if I'm a Yankees fan right now, I'm not worried about I mean, either of these teams coming to the Bronx. No, I mean the thing is, there is like I'm not totally worried about the Rays. It's just that like they're pesky fucks. Yeah, so like I don't want to deal with pesky fucks. I would. Either go to the like meet the opponents in the American League Division Series, whoever the fuck they meet, whoever the fuck out of them, the two they are, and just not have to deal with like just get over in three. That's the idealness of me as a Yankees fan. Get over in three and just end up finding out whether or not you host game one or if you go to Houston of the for the ALCS. Um Looking at this from a paper standpoint, I mean, I'm not totally, like I said, I'm not totally worried. 
it's just more along the lines of like as a Yankees fan, can you actually fucking do something instead of get knocked out in the fuck and get knocked out in the division series again? I feel like we're I feel like as a fan I'm in that stretch uh I'm in that stretch before like when I I remember like when I was a child, like the stretch from like two thousand and five to like two thousand like oh five oh six and oh seven getting knocked down the in the division series all the time like they got knocked down the division series all three seasons at at that time oh eight they didn't make the playoffs then they won it again in oh nine then they won it all in oh nine but then ten like ten they made it to the ALCS eleven lost in the ALDS twelve lost in the ALCS so like it's just more along the lines of like outside of two thousand and nine, like they either somehow find a way to get to the ALCS and then they lose, or they get knocked out in the division in the ALDS, and it's just like what the fuck are you assholes doing at this point? So like my optimism like is there, but as at the same time like it's pessimism a little bit as well, no matter who we play. Yeah, so, I'll take Cleveland in the series just because I hate Tampa. I think they're pesky fucks. I think that they need to burn. I think the trop needs to be burnt to the ground and they need to actually play in the city of Tampa. Um, also the Rays probably, this is probably like one of their last chances to like actually do anything like like from a competitive standpoint, I feel like at some point they're just going to burn it all. any burn it all down anyways, and just start from scratch because they refuse to pay players. So that's why I'm taking Cleveland too. It's more bi- it's more biased than any it, Cleveland's a Cleveland's a fun and exciting team, but it's more biased at this point than anything else. So I think the AL matchups will be Cleveland and the Yankees and Toronto and the Astros. And then NL will be, in my opinion, Cardinals, Braves, Mets, Dodgers. Um yeah, I have Mets Dodgers. Uh, Cardinals, Braves. Um, I'm going Guardians, Yankees as well, but I'm going Mariners, Astros. Okay, so the only difference we have is the Mariners and Blue Jays. Um, uh, so that makes sense there. Wait, I, oh, you changed? I no, you did. Okay, you did say Guardians earlier. I'm like, wait, did you change your mind? Um, no, yeah, I, I, I like the Guardians here. No, yeah, Tampa can go. Tampa can relocate to Montreal for all I give a shit. Um, uh. Hey, at least I don't have to look at the trop for three game for two or three games. Exactly. So that's a good that stadium's st- terrible. That stadium is terrible. They need to burn it down. Literally burn it down. Relocate the team somewhere that isn't St. Petersburg. Um, uh, St. Petersburg, Russia would probably be a better option than St. Petersburg, Florida. <laughs> uh, but no, that's where I stay. That's like where we're at now. I mean, obviously, like, we'll see what happens over the weekend. Then we'll move on to the ALDS and just take it from there. Uh, I, I, Me as a baseball fan, I love this time of year. Baseball all, all day, all the time, up until November. Up until November, although I don't like November baseball because, like, then it's pretty much, like, peak, peak, past peak fall. You're getting ready. You're getting into, like, holiday mode, and it's, like, no, like, it, it, it's, like, basketball and hockey going into, like, mid to late June. Like, it doesn't need to happen. November baseball does not need to happen. Hopefully they can get it figured out where baseball ends around Halloween again. But, no, we'll just see what happens and go from there. Let's move on to the NFL. Week four, like week three, bad. 
boring. <laughs> I enjoy a single thing. I, I I only enjoyed one thing. The Giants are three and one. That's about all I enjoyed there. Um, I know you had to enjoy the Bills and the and their comeback win against the uh, somewhat fraudulent Baltimore Ravens. Um, I guess we'll start with the AFC. Um, I I want to start. I want to start with Baltimore though. Not Buff. I want to start with Baltimore though, because I, I will get into Buffalo. Buff Buffalo will be fine. They're playing Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett. The Steelers are double digit underdogs, maybe as low as fourteen point, maybe as high as as low as fourteen point underdogs. The Bills should the Bills should easily win against the Steelers. The only thing I want, the only thing that I'm rooting for Steelers wise is hopefully Pat Fryermuth gets at least like ten points for my fantasy team. That's about it there. <laughs> and even it's probably not going to happen. Mm. No, probably not. Not with Kenny Pickett. Actually, he might get because he's a rookie quarterback. So he'll just be looking for his tight end all day, especially with the Bills' defense. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, he has to be able to get the ball out of his hands. The offensive line, the offensive line for the Steelers is terrible. Steelers may not game the rest of the season, honestly. No, they had to go to Pickett, though. No, I know that they had to go to Pickett, but their offensive line is terrible. Yeah. Trubisky was not the answer. Well, we said it ourselves. Like, what, give it to week four, week five? Yeah, but like I said, now you throw Pickett in and he's going to go through this tough stretch game. It's not going to matter. No, it's not. The Steelers are going to have a losing season there. That's why I'm not too worried about that game. The Bills should win. That's why I'd rather focus on Baltimore because they are playing against Cincinnati on Sunday Night Football, and both teams are 2-2. Two and two. The Ravens are coming off again uh, – uh, uh, coming off yet another collapse against an AFC East team and the Bengals are coming off a win on Thursday night football on a third on Thursday night football against the Dolphins and all of a sudden the Bengals are two and two the Ravens are two and two both teams uh, are going for both teams week five collision right here winner of this game goes top of the AFC North here and I mean a lot of people had a lot like a lot of people including ourselves had the Ravens winning this division, I know it's only week five, but, like, here are the Bengals again. Like, they're not totally back, but based on, like, what the Ravens have been doing as of late, uh, well, I, there could be a momentum shifter if the Bengals if the Bengals win this game on Sunday night, in my opinion. You said the Bengals win? If the Bengals win, yeah, if the Bengals yeah. On Sunday night, it's a momentum shifter, and then all the talk would be like, "Okay, the Bengals are the Bengals uh, did are done with their hangover, and the division should be theirs to win." Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but the Baltimore's problem is that secondary theirs is horrendous, and that's what kind of costed them like those two collapses so far. Um, they, I know they're hurt, but you can't throw games when you're when you're leading a team by like. What was this? Like, were they up to Bills 13 or whatever? I don't remember. 17 points. Yeah, and like th- to lose that, and then you look back at the week two and you see Miami lose that game, or Miami come back and win that game as well. You always have to look at the Ravens. Is, yes, I know they have Lamar Jackson, who's having an MVP season right now, but that defense, if they can't get it done, it's not going to matter how good Lamar plays. I want to go into one thing about that game and you know where I'm going with this because we talked about we talked about that after the game after the game on Sunday we talked about it on Monday too. You have the best kicker in the league fourth down. 
and you don't take the points, you don't take the lead, and you don't have faith in your de- and you don't have faith in your uh, because you don't have faith in your defense because you're afraid of what the other uh, the opposing quarterback is going to, to do. And the Ravens deservedly fucked that up. They deserved to have that interception thrown to Jordan Poyer. They deserve to have the Bills start on the 20th. <coughs> and they deserve to not get the ball back because of their blatant stupidity. And Marcus Peters was yelling at Harbaugh to take the fucking points. But yet you have bozos like Dan Orlovsky who say, oh, the numbers say this. Trust trust your quarterback. No, you take the fucking points with your be- with the best kicker, not only in the league, but also one of the best kickers in the entire history of the league. And then you trust and then you put faith in your defense. That is football right there. Instead, instead, they have their MVP quarterback make a bonehead play, not see one of their guys wide open in the corner, corner of the end zone. He throws it four, three or four seconds too late, and it ends up getting cut, and it ends up getting picked off by an all-pro safety in Jordan Poyer. And then the Bills, with great coaching finally from the Buffalo Bills in late-game situations, decide not to score a touchdown, run the clock down, and win the game. And Baltimore never saw the ball back. And that's just because John Harbaugh had a made a bonehead decision because he was a fr- because he was like, oh, the numbers said the numbers said go for it. Yeah, I don't get why with that little time left in the game, like if it works, he looks like the genius because then the Bills have to go down and score. But you see how it happens. So why not just go take the three points, force the Bills to go down, and possibly either tie the game or still win the game, no matter what it might be. But at that point, you're at least forcing them if they wanted to win, to get a touchdown. Now, exactly. now you just give the Bills the opportunity to march down the field with arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and who didn't look good in the first half, but the second half he tore them, the Ravens' defense apart, and that's what you get with it. He marches down the field, has a perfect drive, sets the Bills up for a chip shot field goal to win the game where there was never a doubt that he was going to miss it. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is there is like everybody Monday morning was like – Take the like, why? Well, you had like you had like you have the head like division there pretty much. Like, do you either take the point? No, trust your quarterback. No, you don't. You take the fucking points. Like it killed. It really baffled me. Like some of the people that were saying like that to not take the points and put faith in your defense. This league is so fucking like pass happy quarterback base now. It's not even funny. It's almost as if like the entire like. It's almost as if like. The 52 other guys on the roster don't mean a fucking thing anymore. Like, like, yeah, okay, Baltimore's Baltimore's like one of those teams where they have to rely on their quarterback because that's where their offense is based around for, for Lamar Jackson. But still, Lamar Jackson's not the best player on the Baltimore Ravens. Justin Tucker is the best player on the Baltimore Ravens. Your fucking kicker is because of his accuracy and his leg. Okay. Exactly, you have the best... Like, he was going to make that field goal. Like, it was a chip shot for him as well if he kicks it through. Like, like you said, we might have seen overtime. The Bills could have lost that game because who knows if the Bills would have got in the end zone. It, it, it was looking like it. It but... is hard for a team to score a touchdown being down three late in a, in a game late like that than it is for a team to march down the field in a tie game just to, just to, get, chip, just to get a field goal to win. Yeah. That's I, just basic right there. Uh, I don't get why you put that into 
especially in the second half, like the Ravens offense didn't do anything against the Bills defense. And then all of a sudden you're going to try to convert a fourth and goal play where nothing has worked for you the rest of the game. Why would it work now? Exactly. Nothing was working for the Ravens in the entire second half. Nothing. And that's why they're two and two. They're two and two because their defense is horrendous and turn their, well, their past defense is horrendous. Worse in the league. And they're two and two because of bonehead coaching plays. And instead of being, and instead of potentially being three and one or four and zero, oh, with these collapses, they're two and two facing a Bengals team who's won two straight. And if they lose at home to the Bengals on Sunday night, they find themselves a two and three. Yeah, and this Bengals team look on the outside looks look, good now. We never doubted them, but they look good now. No, I I never doubted them. I. I I had questions about the offensive line. I still do because they're just not gelling. But the thing is, though, is the Bengals are looking like they're getting it together. And all you got to do is just rack up some wins. We've always said on this podcast, it's not how you win. It's how many wins you have. I could care less whether or not the Bengals win. I could care less how the Bengals win games. I can care less how any of the teams win games, to be honest. I really could. I'll be honest there. Because the thing is, though, at the end of the day, if you win the football game, where does it go? It goes in the left column. It doesn't go in the right column under the L. And that's just down to basics right there. But because like, but because everything is so numbers based now, and analytic based, you have to like people want to overanalyze like the even the finest of details, like the length of the grass or whatever, the height of the clouds, and it, and all these excuses are made. The Bengals have racked up two wins. I don't care who they beat. They beat two teams that played in the National Football League. The Baltimore Ravens have collapsed against two teams that have played in the National Football League because of their horrendous defense. These are the two teams that will – these are the two teams that could come could come out of the North. One of them will win the division. I think it will be the Bengals. If the Bengals win on Sunday night, I'm taking the Bengals the rest of the season for the North. Oh, 100%. If the Bengals lose the, on Sunday night in a close game against the Ravens, I'm still taking the Bengals. Yeah, I don't trust this Ravens defense. They, they have... Ravens. What was that? I don't trust the Ravens overall. You have, a, you, have, you have an offense that disappeared for the entire second half of a game. You have a defense that collapsed that, that didn't – play Baltimore Ravens defense defense that didn't play Baltimore Ravens football going back to Ray Lewis Ed Reed uh Haloti Nada Rod Woodson great defensive players in the history of the National Football League play that played for the Baltimore Ravens yeah you have all pros and pro bowlers on that defense but they're not great like those players that I just mentioned they don't know what it's like to hold on to a lead they can't they 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 don't and it just it just boggles my mind. The Ravens don't have their identity, which is defense. They rely on their they have become like everybody else, relying on the relying on their offense, relying on their quarterback, and that is what's going to cost them. And no matter how and no matter how well Lamar Jackson plays, or how terrible Lamar Jackson plays in a game, because we know that can happen too, the Ravens will not be the team to win the North now. Going to be the Bengals. 
win or lose on Sunday night or tie if it happens. I hope it doesn't happen. I want to go to bed at some point on Sunday night. Going into <laughs> the train. But that's where I stand. This is now the Bengals division to lose. Win or, win or lose in close game, it's still their – if the Ravens somehow find a way to blow the Bengals out of the water, then maybe I'll ride with the Ravens for a couple more weeks. I just don't trust them. It's hard to trust a team that has now collapsed twice in a matter of two weeks in the style that they did. It's hard to trust a team that rely. It's hard to trust a team that makes bonehead coaching decisions. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Like I, I like the Bengals to come out of this division. I like, yeah, the offensive line still does have questions, but guess what? The offense finally got clicking. The defense looked really good against Miami on last Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they played against the backup quarterback. But the thing is, though, is like, like I said. It's not how you win. It's how many wins you have. The Bengals beat Miami. They won. Baltimore could not beat Miami. Simple there. Um, I don't want to go into the Browns. The Browns are the Browns. Like, who are the Browns even playing this week? This week, the Browns are playing the Chargers, right? Yeah, they're playing the Chargers. Chargers have so many injuries. Yep. The Chargers have so many injuries, honestly. Uh, I, I, I think the Chargers may – I think the Chargers don't have – they may be done. They may be done. Like, I mean, they're going to have to rely a lot more on Justin Herbert now, honestly, obviously. But if if something happens, like if he aggravates his ribs or if he gets another injury, then the Chargers are 100% done. Because they lost, like, they lost, like, they lost a defensive player – they lost. They they've lost uh, Joey Bosa. They lost what the right tackle, one of their tackles on the uh, uh, yeah. They lost Rashawn Slater. Yeah, Rashawn Slater. Keenan Allen. Allen still questionable. Still questionable. Exactly. Like I, I don't. I mean, yeah, okay. You've got Austin Eckler still, but what are you going to run him into the ground? And then he, if he gets injured, then what? Then you're going to have to rely on Herbert's arm, and who knows if he's even still fully healthy yet or not? Exactly. They played the Texans. Like, like I, I don't like. We talk like I, I sound hypocr- I'm gonna sound hypocritical here. Like, it's not how you win; it's how many wins you have. But like, it's the fucking Texans. The only team that wasn't able to beat them was the Colts, because they're just stupid. But, yeah, I. Let's move on. Uh, let's go to. <laughs> well, go, uh. No, I got I got nothing to say. I agree with you. We can move. No, on. let's move on. Let's move on. I I don't even want to go into the Chiefs Raiders because that should be a good game. But the Raiders are one and three. If they lose, they're one and four. Their season's practically shot. The Chiefs will. If the Chiefs win on Monday Night Football, they're going to be four and one, uh, going up against a soon to be four and one Buffalo Bills team collision course in Week Five. Nothing to say about that. There, Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Everybody's going to be looking forward to that game. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I don't want to talk. I don't. We've made our points clear about the Broncos. They they're playing the Colts tonight as well. They're still, and if they win tonight, it's like you. Everyone look at this Broncos team is like, yeah, they're a bad team. But guess what? They're gonna move to three and two if they get a win. If they get a win, they'll move to three and two. Exactly. Like I mean, they'll they'll figure out eventually. Right now, they're terrible to watch. Like they're the. Oh, yeah, this game, as soon as it kicks off, is going to be miserable to watch. No, this game is terrible. This game will be terrible to watch. Like, the Colts are bad. They're playing for Frank Reich. 
Um, the Broncos are being carried by their defense there because Russ let cooked Russ cook, I guess. Javante Williams is out with a torn ACL, done for the season. They've got uh, the king of fumbleitis himself, uh, Melvin Gordon, as their running back. <laughs> They're just going to ride on their defense and see how far it takes them. I don't think the offense, the offense will, uh, the off, if the offense doesn't get clicking by their by, by their by by their bye week. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens there. But hey, they're winning games, so I can't say much. Um, let's see, AFC North. We talk East. Uh, Buffalo, Buffalo should steamroll Pittsburgh. Miami plays. Miami plays the Jets this week. And the crazy thing is, is if the Jets win, they move in the second in the AFC East. And. Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know what he can do with this Miami team. Yeah, the crazy thing is, though, is like from a fantasy perspective, I'm actually worried because, like, I have both Hill and Waddle on my fantasy team, and like, it's like I'm probably going to lose because I, 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 Teddy, I, I don't know how Teddy Bridgewater will be able to will play with. I don't know how they'll utilize Teddy Bridgewater in this game. I don't know if they'll have him like try to like go with the full offense with with the uh, receivers that that the Dolphins have, or if they'll just utilize their run game more and waste a lot of clock and then rely on their defense to stop Zach Wilson. It could go either way. Mike McDaniel being the offensive coach that he is will probably try and have Teddy Bridgewater go full, go full on with the offense and, and, and see like what can be done there. But the crazy thing is I think the Jets can win. I think the Jets will win this game. I, really, I, I don't think it's that crazy, and that would be great for the Bills as well. Well, the it, it will be crazy from a standpoint that, like, nobody thought the Jets would be over 500 after week five if that does happen. Everybody thought the Jets would be competing with the Patriots for last in the division. Um, but if the Jets move to three and two, like, it'll be like, wait, where the fuck did you come from? Like, uh, I, the, yeah, I mean the de- the Jets defense hasn't been terrible this season. No, and Bruce, I mean they. Uh, let's be honest, though they their wins against like the Browns, they did not deserve to win that game. All Nick Chubb needs to do is go down. Um, yeah, exactly. and then they played the shitty Steelers, where Kenny Pickett threw three interceptions when he got in the game. Exactly. Well, what I was gonna say is like on the offensive side, like, you've got on the offensive side, you've got. Um, Brees Hall coming of his own, uh, coming of his own. Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson is back. Like uh, Garrett Wilson, great, looking like you know, just just play, just ball, just balling right now. And uh, Tyler Conklin, tight end, like he's been he's been putting up consistent performances as well there too. So like the offense itself, like has not been looking bad, has not been looking bad all together, like all together there. Um, the Jets are just again. It's they're finding ways to win. It's not how you how you win. It's how many wins that you have. And they're two and two right now. And the Dolphins are three and one. The Dolphins lose. They somehow fall into third in the division. And then their playoff picture looks a little bit more interesting. The playoff picture looks a little bit more interesting from from their from their point of view. And then Jets fans will just be like, "How in the fuck did you get here? Where the fuck did you come from?" Maybe Fireman Ed will uh, come out of retirement and uh, 
start going to games again and start going J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Maybe, unless like he. Everyone start- knows they're still frauds. The Dolphins or Jets? Jets. Oh, they they both teams could be potentially frauds. But the thing is, like, the Dolphins could be frauds in the fact that, like, they they have a backup quarterback for God knows how long now. And the Jets, I wouldn't say the Jets, well, I wouldn't say the Jets are frauds. I would say they're surprising, to say the least, because the Jets are supposed to be Well, a they're backup. frauds in the fact that they're not a 2-2 two and two team. No, they're not a 2-2 two and two team. But the thing is, though, is the league has been crazy. Like you, like, you look at, like... I'll go into it later, honestly, when I go to the NFC. But there's an NFC team that shares the same stadium with them, and they're three and one. Okay, are they a three and one team? Absolutely fucking not. But they're three and one. I I think they deserve to be three and more, three and one more than Jets deserve to be two and two. You're not wrong there. I mean, my biasness will say that too, but uh, you're we're not. You're not. Well, I'm wrong. not coming from a bias in that. that I genuinely mean that. You guys have looked like a three-on-one football team this season. Well, we've you, you, we have, but we haven't. We have, but we haven't. Uh, we go to London and we'll see what happens there against the Packers. If we somehow beat the Packers, then then I'll just be like, "What the fuck is this happening here? Who are you, and what have you done with this shitty regime? Where where has this been?" <laughs> uh, <clears throat> no, no. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I don't even walk into, I was going to say like, no, the Jets are, the Jets are frauds for two and two. They're, they're not a good team, but they have two wins. They have two more wins than I thought that they would have like as of right. Well, they have one more win as, uh, than I thought they would have as of right now. I, I, I had a feeling they could beat the Steelers because the Steelers are not a good football team. Um, but other than that, like that's it there. The Patriots. They they they're 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 running out of luck with their quarterback situation. Brian Hoyer on IR missing four games. Mac Jones has an ankle sprain. He may they they may play him. They may not. If not, then they're going back to Bailey Zappi, who took the Packers to overtime <laughs> and almost won, almost tied, but lost. Um, uh, nah. I don't even want to go into the AFC South. The well, no, this is your moment. Talk about your Jags. They're, exci- they're exciting. They're I, the, I like that. Like I said, we talked about it already. Like what Doug Peterson has come in and done for this team. He's worked miracles. He's made Trevor Lawrence look like his was that number one pick for a reason. The offense is clicking. They're exciting to watch. Again, same thing. I think the best running back tandem in the league. Um, off doesn't have any superstars on the offense, but they're getting the job done for Trevor Lawrence. And guess what? Your defense isn't a terrible defense. Um, Josh Allen, not my Josh Allen, is looking like a superstar again. Um, they're in a shitty division. All they have to do is just take advantage of the opportunity at hand because they have a great opportunity to win that division because every other team in that division sucks. Oh, yeah, no. The Colts are bad. They're playing for Frank Wright. I don't care that the Titans have wins. Whole, what the fuck is happening here? Holy shit. Oh, jeez.
Concussion. Uh, all right. For those that don't know, we, usually like we have like some random stuff on in the background as we record. Uh, he did not get hit in the head. Let's see what happens here. We are watching. We also we're both having the uh, Colts and the Broncos game on in the background, and Naheem Hines. Backup running back for the Colts, who is playing in place of the injured Jonathan Taylor, buckled to the ground all of a sudden. And honestly, I don't know what to tell you. He didn't get hit in the head. The head didn't hit the turf, it looked like. Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm perplexed. It's Philip Lindsay time. Former Denver Bronco. Yep. But well, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. No, that, I don't. That was weird. That was weird. I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay there. Uh-huh. I'm not, like, that's not ideal there, buckling like that. Yeah. Well, I will say this. Pro- go take a look at him and just have him sit out the rest of the game. It's Philip Lindsay time. That's that's my honest opinion. But, no, the Colts are playing for Frank Reich. The Titans, like, I don't care that they have I don't care that they have two wins. They have two wins, right? They won last week. Who? See, the Titans. Yeah. See, see, I, I, we run a podcast, but football has been so bad, I couldn't even tell you what's going on with half the teams in the fucking league. I couldn't. I, I, I thought that, like, I, I wanted, to, I, I, I saw that they won, but I, I thought I saw that they won, but I'm like, did they win? Like, because they're bad. And then you've got the Texans who are just irrelevant. Like, I'm, I'm not going to talk about them on this podcast. The only team without a win show in the NFL. I'm not. Just gonna, leave it at that. I'm not going to talk about them the rest of the podcast the rest of the season on this podcast they are relevant the only houston team i will talk about is the astros until they somehow lose in the postseason um let's move on to the better conference i can't believe i'm saying that but the nfc looks more competitive in my opinion than the afc right now um let's start with the best division in football in my opinion right now usually we end with the nfc east but I want to start with the NFC East because they have three teams that are that are three, they have three teams that are three and one, two teams that are three and one, and they also have the only undefeated team left in the uh, entire league. Um, Eagles are they beat your Jags last week? Do you think that four and zero is legit, or do you think that they just ended up play? Do you think they're just beating the teams that they played and? The teams that they have beaten aren't really good. I think it's the latter. I think it's a mixture of both. I don't think they are a four and O team, but they took advantage of an easy schedule, and that's what you get out of it. They took yeah. advantage. That's that's what makes good teams good, though, is they win the games they're supposed to win. And so far, they have done that. They have another easy game this week against the Cardinals, and then I guess you could say maybe, possibly, next week in prime time. The week Cowboys. Yeah, they got the Cowboys, which might be their first real test, but I still have question marks about the Cowboys depending on what happens with Dak or if they sit with Cooper Rush. I don't know. So the thing you look at you look at the Eagles schedule, and it's probably the easiest schedule in all of the NFL. So the thing is here is like the Eagles, like you're not wrong. They've been taking advantage of the teams that they've played. They played the Lions, who historically are going to have who are on pace to historically have the worst defense scoring wise in the entire history of the national football league. They played the Vikings in prime time. (laughs) We know how Kirk cousins is on Monday night football. We've talked about it on this podcast. I don't need to go more in depth there Two and 10. That's all I need to say. Both wins were against the shitty bears. 
Um, week three. What did they beat week three? Uh, the Commanders. Roses are red, violets are blue. If Carson Wentz is your quarterback, your season is through. Um, and then they beat the Jaguars. What they actually like dominated, like the score line. I, you're going to hate me for this and may disagree, but that scoreline doesn't reflect how that game went. Oh, no. The Eagles dominated that game. The Eagles dominated that game. Like, they, Trevor Lawrence looked like Car- – they made Trevor Lawrence look like Carson Wentz out there. No time to throw the ball. No time to do anything on offense at all. But, I mean, the thing is there is, like, it happens. Um, no, the Eagles like, – so that's why they're 4-0. No. Yeah, Jalen Hurts has been having a good season. Yeah, having AJ Brown definitely helps. Okay, the, the defense is the defense has been playing spectacular as well, and it's just a matter of how they can ride the momentum. Yeah, they're they're playing the Cardinals, who are somehow two and two. Somehow two and two. Kyler Murray must just be Kyler Murray must just think he's playing Call of Duty at this point. Um, but uh, no, they're two and two. I no, they're four and zero. Cardinals next. Cowboys will probably be their real test. I'll be in two weeks on Sunday Night Football. Um, Cowboys, 3-1. and 3-0 with Cooper. 3-0 with, uh, 3-0 with Cooper Rush as their quarterback. But I think the real deal with the Cowboys is their defense, and we've talked about this before. It's Micah Parsons being a game-changer for them. Like, Cooper Rush has done what he's needed to do on offense or to utilize the running game more. And they're going up against the Rams team this week, where it looks like Dak is not going to play again. They're probably this week. They're probably leaning more towards Cooper Rush. They haven't ruled Dak out yet, but I think they're saving him for next for uh, following week against the Eagles on 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 that Sunday night game. And with how the Rams are, who I think are frauds, I'll go into that more later. I think the Cowboys could. I as much as it pains me to say this, like. This is a test for Cooper Rush and the, for the Cooper Rush led Cowboys more so than anything, and I think this game here is a testament to where both teams stand going on going into later on in the season. If the Cowboys win, they'll move to four and one, and then you look at the rest of their schedule with Dak coming back. Like if Dak comes back and like they keep the offense as how they are currently, the Cowboys, I'm not going to say they're going to win the division, but the Cowboys' chances of playoffs are, of playoffs in a playoff run are better than, like, what they were, obviously, week one. And if the Rams, like, if the Rams lose this game, then they fall to two and three, and they just continue to solidify my comments of them as frauds. But if the Rams do win this game, like, they'll move the three and two, and, like, all right, well, where do you think they how where do you think they stand where do you think both teams stand at three and two then like okay like have the cowboys come crashing back to earth and are the rams like are the rams gonna get rack up a string of wins now at this point so like this with with how this matchup goes either way like you you have a few storylines to like go with a narrative here yeah i mean i like you said, the Rams this week is going to be a big question on where the rest of their season is going to go. Um, the Rams did not look good Monday night against San Francisco at all. They oh. looked like a team that didn't know how to play football. Um, Stafford looked confused out there. And now you have the Cowboys, who's still probably going to ride with Cooper Rush again and have one 
beat two division opponents and beat the Bengals. <laughs> the Cowboys are going to win this game, this game, in my opinion. And it's going to be because of Micah Parsons running wild on that offense, uh, uh, running wild against that offense, uh, the offensive line. Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford, honestly, will have no chance against Micah Parsons. I'm also convinced that I, I'll talk about this later with the Rams, but the Rams are frauds. They're missing Odell Beckham. They're missing Robert Woods. Matthew Stafford also probably has three injuries he has not told anybody about. He probably still has shoulder issues, and he probably has some issues with maybe a finger or some sort of upper body issue too. But he's just not telling anybody that. The Cowboys are going to win because of their defense. Their, their, their defense is going to be like the Niners, just suffocate, just suffocating the Rams with the blitz, with pressure. It's 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 gonna be a re, it's gonna be like Monday night football that Monday night matchup all over again, and then when the Rams fall to three, and then if the Rams fall to th- two and three, then you have huge question marks to ask about the defending champs. Yes, and maybe everybody, and then maybe you question whether or not McVay should have retired at the end of the season or not. <laughs> no, there's no shot. No, there's no shot. Now, if the Rams do lose, though, I do. Uh, if the Rams do lose to the Cowboys, though, I will say I, I do want to say this. I kind of hope that I kind of kind of I kind of want to look back and maybe hope like would have hoped that the Bengals would have won that Super Bowl, because then I would have loved to see like what the Rams would have looked like if they had cleaned house, because we know that's what would have happened. <laughs> But I can't. But I'm not going to go back six months. I'm not going to go back seven months like that. I'm not. But the Rams look like they probably should clean house at this point, almost. <laughs> if they go to two, if they go to two and three. Yeah, I, and and then if you're a Rams fan as well, you look at this team. It's like, well, we traded away all our draft capital as well. There's no way this team can rebuild now. Not that the, I'm not saying they they would need to rebuild, but it's like. You have nothing coming through the pipeline now for you guys with hope. And if your team is going to look like this now, and if this is what you are, then you're in trouble. Exactly. You're you're in you're in. You deep. sold your soul for the Super Bowl, which they got, and now, and now they're going to be shit. <laughs> and that's if they lose to the Cowboys. If they win, then we have another narrative to talk about. Well, the national media has another narrative to talk about. I'll talk about the Rams. I, I won't talk about the Cowboys as much as I have. Um, the other three and one team going to London Sunday morning football against the Green Bay Packers. You, who would have thought going into London, the New York Giants and the Green Bay Packers will both be three and one in this matchup? I that was a bad game of football that I watched for the Giants last week. The only bright spot is their. The only bright spot about the Giants offense is that Saquon is back. They had to go. They had Dan, Daniel Jones got in ahead, suffered an ankle injury, got taken out of the game. Tyrod Taylor came in. He's in concussion protocol now. Daniel Jones had to come back into the game and they ran wildcat. And, and they ran wildcat because they didn't have their, because Davis Webb is still on the practice squad. But the Giants, the Giants won because the Bears, well, they are the worst. The Bears are the worst two and two team in all football. I could say it's the Broncos, but the thing is, though, is like the Broncos actually have good players. The Bears, how they have two wins is just beyond me. Oh, wait, they beat the Texans and they 
Well, I again, hypocrite me going at it. It's not how you win. It's how many wins they have. But they they are the worst two and two team in all the in the entire NFL. Um, but no, three and one. Looks like Daniel Jones is going to be starting against the Packers. Also looks like Wandale Robinson is going to be playing this week as well. They brought back Landon Collins too. Uh, I don't know if uh, I don't think he'll be able to make the active roster in time for the game, but he's on the practice squad at least as of right now. Although it is, although I do think he is with the team in London too, so he may or may not be playing. We'll see what happens there. But three and one, the Giants right now are in a playoff spot. Surprisingly, they're a frisky team. They're pesky. The football is bad to watch. I'll admit. Like if you sat down and watched the Giants game, you would be bored out of your mind. Yeah. But well, also thing- you have Saquon having a career season for you guys. Saquon is back. We're looking at the 2018 Giants. We're literally looking at the 2018 Giants, minus the fact that like the 2018 Giants sucked. And have- <laughs> this team is not a three and one team. They're not like. I got asked a couple weeks ago by someone if this, if our record is an accurate representation of how we are. No, we're finding a way to win, though. It's we're finding ways to win. The only loss that we have is a seven point deficit, is a seven point loss to the Cowboys. A seven point loss to the Cowboys. And the only reason why the Cowboys won was because was because they have Micah Parsons and we don't. Yeah. Basically, uh, yeah, like you said, that command is a game changer. But yeah, you guys. Right now, Dayball has this team, like like you said, it's not exciting football, but winning games, and that's all you can ask for. At the end of the season, they don't ask how, they ask how many. And if you guys can go in and steal a game against the Packers, because let's be honest, you got a tough stretch coming up here these like next three. If you guys can steal one, you guys are still fine, in my opinion. Yeah, because I need to take a look at our schedule on yeah, the Packers this week, then the Ravens and the Jags. We should win one of those games. That's what I'm saying. If you can take one, you'll be looking at four and three, and you'll probably still with how the you know, NFC yeah. With the, how the NFC lays out, you might still be finally looking at a wild card spot. Yeah, because we're not winning the division. The Eagles are too good, and and the Cowboys are better than us, anyways. But as much as it pains me to say that, um, uh, but no, my thought process is that no. I mean, if we beat the Packers somehow, because let's be honest, the Packers have the Packers are are three and one too. We'll go into the North now at this point, but the Packers are three and one. But like, it's not a good three and one. Like they, yeah, okay, they have Aaron Rodgers that's winning games, but we, uh, you're, you're like, I, again, I'm not writing the Packers off. I was not writing off the Green Bay Packers, but it, this Packers team is, they, and I don't know. Uh, if it wasn't for, the, if it wasn't for Dobbs not being able to ca- make a, ca- make a catch, uh, make an easy catch for a touchdown that would have won them the game. In regulation, I mean, you know, that also had some fantasy implications too for some people that for some people that had him on their roster. And the uh, bro- and uh, one of the Grimm brothers is uh, definitely down and disappointed about that. Well, can't take can't can't win them all though. Um, but 
if 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 the dog didn't stop in the middle of the road to take a shit either. But no, they're three and one. Aaron Aaron Rodgers is at the helm. Their defense they they have a good defense. So like they're just winning. So this matchup, like I I I think we lose to the Packers this week. I will be shocked if we somehow come out of London with a win. If we somehow come out of London with a win, might as well just might might as well just inject all the false hope into me as much as you can. But if the Packers move to four and one and come out of London with the win, well, that pretty much all but solidifies the division for them, in my opinion. Because we know how the Vikings are. The Lions are on a historic pace to give up the most points in NFL history. But they're also on pace to score the most points in NFL history, too. And they're 1-3 and three because of that. And then the Bears, I well, I said about the Bears, like, they suck. I don't care that they're 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, no, I mean, that whole, yeah. The, that division, like, the Bears suck. Minnesota and Packers are clearly, like, gonna be the two fighting for that lions score a lot but their defense can't hold them in game so that's where the issue is going to come in um packers like you said three and one team but not a great three and one team but they're finding ways to win and if you have aaron Rodgers, i think you still have to consider them good to some extent um and it all depends what kirk cousins is going to show up every week for the vikings that that's what it comes down to like the north isn't a strong division. You got two decent teams in there, but I do think that the Packers do walk out of London with a victory. Like you said, if they don't, I will be shocked. Like I said, inject inject all the false hope into me as as much as you can. If we somehow walk out, come out of London with a victory. Yeah. Because your guys whole if you guys walk out of London with a victory, your guys whole outlook of the season changes. <laughs> Then I think we could beat Baltimore, and then you, and then you'd probably tell me I'm on crack. Yes, but it would be reasonable. Like if you, if you, if you won the next two, you guys have to like people have to take in you guys serious as actual like playoff contenders. Yeah, not Super Bowl contenders. No, no, that, no, no. I, I, I am a realist here. I don't let everything go to my head completely. I let it go. I, I save that for baseball. I save that for baseball and soccer. And hockey, in a way, in a way, um, uh, but I, I I am realistic with this football team. They're cha- they're changing their culture. They're they're getting rid of the uh, they're getting rid of the shitty mentality, which is a huge factor into this uh, into this season. Dabble, the offense isn't great, but he's making the most with what he has because upper management has to clean up all of Dave Gettleman's mess. And that's what they're doing right now. This season, it's 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 interesting. Well, three and one. We'll see what happens next year. Probably gonna be the same as this season. Whatever happens, I, it's just gonna be a, it's gonna be a bumpy cup. It's gonna be a bumpy bumpy couple of years. We'll see what happens this week again in London. Um, looking to the now, we'll save them for last. Looking to the south. <laughs> Looking to the south. Can the Falcons win the South? Yeah, the NFL is not good this year. The NFL is not good this year. This division, you look at this division as well, it's a joke. Tom Brady is done. I'm 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 considering Tom Brady now done. Brady's getting divorced too, so Yeah, he's done with football. He's done with his family now as well. Um Falcons are 
The Falcons. I'm convinced at this point. Fuck it. The Saints are not good. The Saints are not. The Saints are missing too many players. Jameis is not good. Jameis is back to being Jameis. Um, I don't. Baker care. Mayfield might be the worst quarterback in the NFL. Time to bring out. Time to bring out Ghost Boy. It's that time of year again. Yeah. Right. I. I mean. You have. You have to this point. Baker Mayfield's terrible. He's fucking. The Panthers are gonna fire Matt Rule. They're gonna bring in whoever to replace him. Sam Darnold should be a starting quarterback. Um, the Saints, like, Jameis is Jameis again. Kamara, he's lucky not to be in a jail cell because of uh, what he did in, in Vegas after the Pro Bowl or before the Pro Bowl. Um, Michael Thomas, I don't care. Michael Thomas is not completely Michael Thomas. Um, no, Jameis was injured, too. They didn't play with Jameis last week in London. So, Taysom Hill, like, I, I, I don't trust Taysom Hill. They really miss Sean Payton as their head coach. Like, Dennis Allen is seeming to not be the answer right now. They're just riding high off of one victory against the Bucks. That's what like right now. And if you relied on the Saints too much on your fan, and if you relied on the Saints too much in your fantasy, in your uh, fantasy teams, then you are in for big. You already were in for a disappointment, or you are going to be. <laughs> <clears throat> no, the, uh, Atlanta. Like fuck, if I'm Atlanta, I'm just throwing the ball to Kyle Pitts every time. <laughs> that man could get you to win the NFC South. They are going to win the NFC South. The I don't. I don't think the Bucks are going to win the division. I, 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 you know, I had them like on paper, like okay, they're going to run away with the division. But like, they're the best. The supposed one of the supposed best defenses in the entire NFL got decimated on Sunday Night Football. Like you had Patrick Mahomes like dancing around the two yard line. And then all of a sudden, just doing a shovel pass to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and it became a highlight reel for the last week, pretty much. <laughs> the like, and yeah, okay. Evans came back. Evans Evans has been back from suspension. Obviously, Evans has been back from suspension. Godwin's coming back from injury again. Um, but the thing is, though, is like. Old man's got to retire. The old man has honestly got to retire. Like he should just join Cole Beasley and do it. Cole Beasley should never have signed with the Bucks, honestly. If no. you do that after two games. Speak of Cole Beasley, though, you're kind of seeing with the Bills, like what Beasley actually brought you. He was that slot receiver. He was like he was that slot receiver, kind of like an Edel, kind of like an Edelman, or. Yeah. A, or even before that, a Wes Welker. Yeah, and like you're seeing, kind of like with Buffalo, like missing him, like what what he actually brought to the team for you. We we know why Cole Beasley wasn't re-signed. Yes, we, it wasn't because of the football, and I'm going to leave it at that. We know why he wasn't re-signed. Yep, and, and the man still has love for this city. And they think, and as much as Isaiah McKenzie's a good receiver. If you're going to utilize him in the slot, utilize him in the fucking slot like you did with Beasley. And that comes down to Dorsey again. No, let's have Josh run. No, let's have Josh throw the digs all the time. Makes sense. Do Makes makes perfect sense. No wonder the idiots call into WGR every Monday morning and just throw crap at, throw crap at the wall. <laughs> no wonder. Um, uh, 
but no, old man should retire. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he he's got to go. He, he's a savior, a savior family while you can. That's two. That's two relationships with the women you're going that he's going to ruin. <laughs> remember, uh, remember, his first kid is not with uh, Giselle. Giselle, yeah. It was uh, Bridget. I think it was Bridget Moynihan. Who's in uh, blue? Who's in blue? Who's on uh, on the CBS on the TV show Blue Bloods on CBS? I believe that was who he had his first child with, and he fucked that up there. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, no, old man's got to retire. His fa- he he looks like shit. I do not care. Uh, all that avocado, all that avocado to- avocado toast. It's not helping you, Tommy boy. Your time has come finally. I think Father Time has finally caught up, and he should have just like he chose football over like he chose football over family. Like he took the football as family phrase from a couple seasons ago too far. He ruined his family, and now he's gonna ruin and now he's gonna ruin his career mm. and, and possibly tarnish. I wouldn't go as far as say to ruin his career. Well, tarnish his legacy a little bit, a little bit. That's yeah, a smidge. It's a smidge because the thing is, though, is like the Bucks can't. They're not going to do anything, honestly. I mean, I could. I mean, honest to God, like you can't he, bench Tom Brady. No, you can't bench Tom Brady. But the, no, you can't. <laughs> but the thing is, though, is what I was going to say is like all this talk about Brady, the divorce, like everybody mentioning everything about the Bucks and him now. Like, you know what's going to happen. He's going to use this as motivation. And the Bucks are just going to find a way to steamroll through the rest of the season and find their way to the Super Bowl. You know what's going to happen. He's just going to be, he's just going to turn into fucking Thanos again. Yeah, or, you're not wrong. Or, 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 or is this the one time that he doesn't turn into Thanos and finally realizes, like, oh shit, I have no chance of anything? Um, I think it's going to be, I don't think, I don't see a way with how he has looked that he can turn the season around. No, the Bucks may get a wild card spot at this point. I'm convinced the Falcons win the South. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. And I'm also sick and tired of how the football season has been right now. It has been bad to watch. Mm-hmm. It has been bad to watch. I don't, I, I, my thing is, is like, it's background noise for me at this point. Just like this game is on Thursday Night Football, pretty much. Any, uh, pretty much there. I mean, if it wasn't for fantasy, I probably wouldn't care. If it wasn't for betting purposes, I wouldn't care. And even then, you know what? I'm gonna say this. Even for fantasy, like, I check my, I check my, I check my matchup. Like, I don't check my matchup until like about four. Until like four, I don't check my matchup until about four o'clock after the one o'clock slate is done. And then I don't check it again until Sunday night. And if I have somebody on Sunday night, okay, then I'll check at the end of the night. If I have somebody on Monday night, then I won't check again until Monday. And then if I went on two, and then of course Tuesday just to check things, see if I won or lost. Well, Monday, I'll, Monday night I'll check. Monday night was different. This past week was different because I had Monday night. I I had I had the Niners defense and George Kittle on Monday night. So like. I was checking a little frantically more than I usually do, but still, like I don't check it. I don't check that all that often. Yeah, and then even with betting purposes, like I'll check, like all right, did I win? And if I somehow won, and if I somehow win, oh yay! If I lose, eh, not my money. 
Not my still not not my money. What the f- This game's atrocious. This this game is atrocious. Jeez, who has the Colts have the ball, right? Yeah. No, Broncos. No, Broncos do. Oh yeah, that's right. They got that like little thing that shows they have the ball. Fuck man. <laughs> no, that was a bad throw. What the fuck are you doing there, Okay, you know what? I'm done with football. Uh, fuck me. Hi, hi, um, fuck me. I'm glad we started with baseball first. Oh, I God. I am glad here. Um, let's move into the real football. Champions League was this week. You guys won two nil. Yeah, two nil. Two nil against Rangers. Yeah. Uh, is Trent back, or or no? Is he silencing his critics after that free kick? Um, or- the problem is he still can't. He still has not defended for shit this season, so it's hard to say he's back. No, I don't think Trent is back. I think Trent needs to go to midfield, but Klopp and uh, but Klopp will not uh, put him in midfield where he belongs. You and I have had that discussion time and time again, where it's like put him in his natural position of midfield. Yeah. Put an actual right back at right back, but because of all the success that Liverpool have had over the years with him being back there, it's more along the lines of like, oh, we're just going to ride with Trent, and I don't think they should anymore. No, I think he should be playing center midi because um, he can. We all see how he can control the game just from like right back with his ball moving, like how he passes and stuff. Just don't have him like he if he plays center midi, he still will come back to defend, but he doesn't need to defend like how he does when he plays right back, especially him running up and down the field all game. Exactly, exactly. And then over the weekend, I mean, like his defending was bad against Brighton. I mean, he got dropped again, he got literally dropped on his feet against uh Trossard, who's yeah. Going- who was only the second player in the history of the Premier League, third player in the history of the Premier League to score a hat-trick at Anfield, by the way. Our defense this year is in shambles in the in the league. It's embarrassing. Um, the league is in shambles. It's embarrassing. This well, is true. well, okay, outside of two teams, but Arsenal will fall back to earth at some point, and I'm crowning City as champions because Holland is Erling Holland is the Thanos of European soccer and needs to get out of the Premier League before it becomes a full on farmers league. Is it already a farmers league? Uh not in European competition it's not. I mean only one team failed to win only one team failed to win in their in European competition <laughs> days. Uh they managed a draw. But I guess it is the history of the Tottenham. Yeah, no, I, we're no, you're right. Like, but Holland is just taking over this league, and it is a scary sight to see for anyone if you're not a Man City fan. Honestly, like, I hope Real Madrid or PSG like activate his release clause in 2024 or 2025 and get him out of the league in two to three years. Because the thing is, though, is like from 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 a United fan, like okay, like he's just gonna destroy us, like he did on Sunday, which I didn't even watch, by the way, because I was coming back from Vermont. But when I came back and found out he had three a hat trick and two assists, I'm just like, that's not fair. That's not right. <laughs> like that's just uh, that's just obscene. Like you don't see that. Also, the thing is too is like those are probably going to be the last two assists he has all season, potentially because all he does is stand. All he like he runs like with the team, like he makes his forward runs and overlapping runs and everything, obviously. But he's a number nine. He's a true goal scorer. That's all he's going to do. He's going to be a poacher. He's going to be a tapping merchant. He he's going to put the ball in the back of the net for you. 
The man is going to score probably the goal. The man is on pace right now to score 66 goals in the Premier League this season, which would not only obliterate the record for a 38 game season, but even back in the 90s, they had a 42 game season. They would obliterate that record too. Man would probably like the he has four what 14 goals in the Premier League, 18 goals all competitions. Like he's probably going to like. What sucks is this man is not in the World Cup because Norway are not good. But what's what's good for Man City is Erling Holland is not in the World Cup. Yeah. So he can just literally take shots on Scott Carson all day. <laughs> which which is which is bad for the Premier League because if Erling Holland is not at the World Cup like he's just going to do that and then all of a sudden like you know he'll find a way to score more goals. The man's going to score probably – I kid you not. Like, the man will probably score, like, 80 goals all competitions, have, like, 20 assists this season. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, what? He's on pace for almost Six, 70 goals? 66 in the Premier League alone on pace for. Jeez. He's obliterating, like – he's, he's like, nine goals. So he's – no, nine, not nine. Seven goals off the uh, golden boot, um, uh, off the golden boot from last season. There are thirty games left in the season. He will, he will get to twenty goals in like he'll get to twenty goals in like the next three or four games. Yeah, I mean, and who who do they even have coming up in their schedule in the Premier League? Let me take a look here, because oh, Liverpool. You have that's in two weeks. Two weeks Let's see here. Uh, when do they play? I need to take a look here. When do they play? Okay, so City's next game is at home to Southampton, away to Liverpool. Why am I not seeing that Southampton game? I don't know. Yeah, they're playing Southampton on Saturday. They've got. A Champions League game in between, but that's that's going to be a he'll score against Copenhagen yeah. at halftime probably. Then they've got Liverpool away. Then they have then they go then they come home to Brighton. So like their Premier so like their Premier League's oh my oh my god, their Premier League schedule for the next like month <coughs> is bless you Thank is you. is atrocious. Like they've got Southampton at home. Liverpool away, but like it's not like he could, it, score, he could score four at Anfield, probably with the way our defense looks. Yeah, Brighton at home, Leicester away, Fulham at home, Brentford at home. They don't play a competitive team on paper, they don't play a competitive team that isn't in the Champions League until next year. When will City be champions by? February. Yep. At the latest. I agree. The only reason why I say that is just just a matter of how when Arsenal collapse. It's bound to happen. It is bound to happen, but it, it's just not fair. Like it honestly is just like unfair. The man, like, and, and and the thing is though is like I'm I I can't even blame the bald fraud at this point. Like I just blame how I, I I I literally we talked about this earlier today. Like the man, like well, I told you this like earlier in the week. The man honestly needs to get out of the Premier League. 
Holland is going to ruin it. Honestly. And the fact that they only got him for like, what, 50 million? That's a bargain in today's transfer window. Yes. A bargain. Where you have... How's your striker doing, by the way? Your $90 million man. How's he doing? What's he done? I don't even know what he's done. Is he a meme? Is he Andy Carroll? Oh, Is he people scoring? are comparing him to Timo Warner because Liverpool fans are at the point where they're talking about his movement is great. They're at that point where they're just talking about his movement. Timo Werner at least won a Champions League at Chelsea. Yeah. Timo Werner at least won trophies at Chelsea. That that's actually bad. That's not ideal there. All right, United, Man United got Man United escaped with one there. Then I guess and st- and and not yeah, signed. I think it was yesterday. He said it's been difficult to adapt to the Premier League. No shit. He's a tall. He's he's a tall, lanky guy from Uruguay. Like you, either are going to get your Luis Suarez or. Well, Andy. it also doesn't help though that he did get a three-match suspension. Let's headbutt our own. Let's headbutt the opponent. <laughs> That's Bush League shit. You do that playing Sunday League football. But no, um, uh, no, the league is a joke this season. The league is honestly a joke. Yes, I mean, I, I mean, everybody thought Tottenham were title contenders. Then they get battered away to Arsenal in the in the North London derby. People had fought, some clowns had false hope on United being top four contenders. I'm not going to say names. Uh, myself, um, they got battered away to the city. The game was over at halftime. They were down four nil. I I found out. Um, yeah, no, the Premier League is like the NFL. It's a farmers league at this point. I may I I may shift my attention to the Serie A at this point. Because at least that's a title. At least that's a title race as of right now. You have like four. You have six teams all within three or four points of each other. I haven't been paying attention to that league at all, actually. Napoli's winning it right now. Atalanta's in second. Huh. Juventus are like eighth or ninth. I may fa- I may shift focus to the Bundesliga as well too. Honestly, at this point, from a fan... Is Real running away with Bundesliga? Or, not? sorry. Not... Barcelona is top of La Liga. Yeah, I meant Bayern. Oh, no, they're not. No, Bayern are in third. Dortmund are in second. Um, I think it's Union Berlin still top of the league. Yeah, Barca and Real both have 16 or 19 points. Barca- Barcelona is top of La Liga right now in goal differential. Yep. So Xavi is working wonders for them in La Liga, but they're shits in the Champions League. Go figure. Yeah, and they're gonna see the they're gonna see the Europa League again. They're gonna become Europa League favorites. <laughs> them in Sevilla, and possibly Atletico Madrid. the the Europa The Europa League like knockout round is gonna be like a Champions League knockout round, based on how the Champions League is going right now. You've got Club Brugge at nine points in their group, which nobody saw coming. And if anybody can, and if anybody says, "Oh, I saw that coming," you're full of shit, because you probably don't even know where Club Brugge is located. <laughs> um, Atletico Madrid are last in that group. 
Sevilla are in third in their group. Juventus got a much needed win against an Israeli club because they could they look like dog shit. Chelsea's group is terrible. I think Chelsea and Juventus are in the same group though. But that group is terrible. Um, no, um Chelsea no. and Juventus. No, it's PSG and Juventus. PSG and Juventus. Chelsea's group Chelsea's is Chelsea's with Milan. Chelsea and Milan group. That group is Chelsea lost their first two games. They beat Milan. And that group No, is... they they Chelsea won their Chelsea lost and then drew. Lost and drew, that's right. Yeah, because they lost and then Tuchel got fired and um uh Grand Pirates' first match was a Champions League match. He didn't manage in the league until like a week later. Yeah. And he's got a win in the Champions League more recently than Mikel Arteta does. So <laughs> there's that. Um, but yeah, no, the Champions League is not looking like the normal Champions League. You're going to see a lot of teams knocked If things look, if things continue at the pace that they're at, you're going to see a lot of teams knocked out into the Europa League that probably don't belong there. And then from a fan standpoint, from my end, it becomes, much, it becomes harder for us to win a trophy. Yep. I mean, especially your Juventus right now sitting in, like you said, third. Then if Barker goes down as well, there's just two giants, even though I know Juventus hasn't been the strongest team like the last couple of years. And then Sevilla always make noise in the Europa League. Sevilla are purposely tanking in the championship. <laughs> I'm convinced. I'm convinced of it. Sevilla purposely tank like every two or three years in a Champions League just to make a run to the Europa League final. I'm convinced of it at this point. And it will happen. It's gonna happen. They'll win the Europa League again. They 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 will do that. I'm I'm convinced of it. Um let's see here. Oh, Tottenham is also third in their group too. So if they get knocked out, they'll Tottenham go- second. Second. Yeah. Just yeah, they're up on goal differential to Frankfurt. Okay, I was gonna say it must be goal differential, but if Tottenham also somehow find a way to, well, even Frankfurt's not a terrible team too. Like, no, like like Frankfurt, they won the Europa League last season. So, like, if 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 they if they if they make if they get out if they some if whoever gets out of that like third out of that group like if they go down like, okay, like those are teams that like okay makes the Europa League even harder than. Than what it already is. Yeah. <laughs> Europa League is going to look like the Champions League, and Champions League is going to look like the Europa League. I did not have that on the bingo card. Oh, no. I mean, let's see. The only, like, like Group G with Dortmund and City and Sevilla, like, that makes sense. Like, everyone's lined up fine there. Um, Juventus shitting the bed. Most people wouldn't have that uh, down below Benfica. You look at all of them, it's like, well, how the hell is Leipzig not like Leipzig might even go down to uh Europe to Europa League and fucking Shakhtar might stay up. Shakhtar. Good for Shakhtar though. They've been through hell. Yeah. They've been through hell, so good for them. You guys are second in your group. Yes. Napoli is at first. Yeah, because Ajax are shit right now in the Champions League. So are the Rangers. Yeah, but Scottish club, I, I, I never had any hope. I, I never had any hope for them coming out of the group stage, anyways. To be honest, true. Like Ajax, more along the lines, like they got killed by Napoli on Tuesday. That is not expected. 
but Napoli are also pro- Napoli may win Serie A this season. I I know it's like only like ten game nine like eight nine games into the season, but like I think Napoli will win Serie A based on how they're playing. So Napoli being top of the group is not surprising in a way. Although I would have thought they would be joint top with Liverpool, not top alone. Not top, yeah. But again, that just comes down to that. Just comes down to. My this is me comes down to Klopp and some of his decision making and some of the tactics or lack thereof as of late. At this point, I just want the World Cup to come. I'm ready for it. I mean, I am, but I'm not because like Group B is going to be terrible to watch. It's the group of no hope. Although technically, it will also be the group of depth because they will have four. Uh, if you look at if you look at it from a FIFA ranking standpoint, Group B will have four, team, four all four nations within the top 20 of the FIFA rankings. And yes, Iran is in the 20. And yes, Iran is in top 20. Yep. They are 20th. So at this point, give me to the World Cup. Like the group of no hope I'm looking for, we'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, no, I... And you know, is it sad that like we keep talking about all these things and we say we're back in the full swing of things, but nothing is exciting. Nothing is exciting right now. It is at least hockey's coming back. Maybe that will be exciting. Like right now, we, there, there hasn't been many good football games. Um, soccer for you, for your and my team this year, just been miserable so far. As a standpoint, has been terrible. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't pay attention to the Champions League all that much. No, I was only getting the updates. I didn't, I didn't pay attention. I paid attention to the Europa League today. That was about it. Because Thursday Europa League is always interesting because like you have all those games like you have all those games on Thursday so like you can just like follow along as much as you can there. Yeah. Um, but uh no, what uh no, baseball's the only thing I've got going for me. No, hockey's coming back, which they're starting tomorrow, Global Series, Sharks and Preds. Definitely, well, I, I thought those were preseason games. There, I mean, the Sabers are the Sabers home opener is uh, Wednesday, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. No, Thursday. Thursday. Thursday, the thirteenth. Thirteenth is a Thursday, I think. Oh yeah, you're right. The thirteenth is Thursday. I was thinking Wednesday too for a second there. No, because Tuesday and Wednesday are the national broadcast games. So we'll be back in the full swing of things because the Avalanche are on. So the Avs are on Wednesday, but Tampa is on Tuesday, right? Um, let me look. NHL schedule. Yeah, I think Tampa and the Rangers are Tuesday. Or is it the Penguin? Something tells me it's the fucking. No, so Pen- Tampa and the Rangers are Tuesday, yes. Yeah. And then Vegas and Colorado are also, or Vegas and Los Angeles are also Tuesday. Vegas and the Kings. That should be an intrigue. That should be a fun matchup to watch. That should be a fun matchup to watch. Get to see a healthy Vegas team go up against the. Yeah. the- so the Sabres open their season tomorrow then? No, they don't. They have a preseason game against the Penguins. And then, that's their last preseason game. Yeah, 
So when is the uh, what's it called the um global series yeah. also Saturday? Are you sure that's like where the season opens up? Yeah, no, that's a regular season game. I would have sworn the regular season opened up Tuesday. No, no, it's it, it, I, I, we were talking. I I I was shocked as you are. So this is this is like where the league is kind of stupid. They're still having teams play preseason games. But they're opening up the regular season tomorrow and Saturday with the Global Series um, over in Europe with the Sharks and the Predators. Everybody else doesn't play until, like, starting until Tuesday. Like, you have the games on ESPN on Tuesday, the games on TNT on Wednesday, uh, whatever Canadian team's playing Wednesday as well for whatever national broadcast they have. And then pretty much everybody will have a – pretty much like everybody's going to be starting to play by Thursday, next – by Thursday. Yeah. It's crazy though. Like I told, like I, I, I feel like just like a couple podcasts ago, like we were talking about how the season had ended, and like we were talking about free agency. Yeah, now we're just right gonna get right back into the swing of things. Hockey off season is very short. Yes, it is. Like season ends like mid June, and then you go through free agency. Free agency didn't even last that long, in my honest opinion. No, well, all the big signings happened right away. Except for Kadri. Yeah. Kadri had to wait for, but everything else happened right away. Come free Speak- agency, like the big name moves. Speaking of new, speaking of moves, four years. How do you feel about that for, Roberts, uh, for Robertson? Good on Dallas? For- uh, uh, yeah, good on Dallas for being able to keep him. Um I, I'm assuming that's what he wanted. I'm assuming he didn't want to be in Dallas long-term. I, I'm assuming he didn't want to be in Dallas long-term either. He probably well, he probably. Because, I mean, four years puts him at 26 years old. I think he wanted, like, some sort of ba- – like, not a bag bag, but, like, a mix bag. But because of Dallas's terrible contracts, like, they weren't able to do that. Mm-hmm. So, so I think they reached a compromise just to keep him happy for at some point. But if Dallas somehow, like, I think it's more along the lines if Dallas, like, somehow turns to shit and he's still producing, like, they'll find a way to, like, then he'll probably be like, I want out. Yeah. Because I think he want. I think that, I think it was more along the lines that, like, he didn't want, I don't think he wanted to, like, leave, but I also think, like, he would have been okay with leaving, like, if they couldn't get anything done. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. So, like, I think this is a good move on that. I still wonder what, I still wonder, like, what it would have taken the Sabres to do to, like, try and get a player like him. I think they would have had to give up more than, like, I initially had thought, obviously. But at the same time, like, they could have tried to fleece Dallas, like, if he wanted, if he actually, like, was, if Robertson was actually looking to get out. Yeah, no, like I said, it, it would have been something like around the, like the Jack Eichel trade. That's what you would have to give up. Yeah, you'd have to give up a pro, you'd like an NHL caliber player, a high prospect, and then some draft picks. Yeah. So literally, like you probably, uh, so honestly, you could have literally given up two Krebs and like picks. Would you be willing to give up Krebs? I wouldn't be willing to give up either of them. Exactly. No. No, I'm not giving up Krebs. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And you're not giving up Quinn or Paterka either. 
No, we're not. That's why Kevin Adams pro- that Kevin Adams probably they the entire league inquired about Robertson with Dallas. Yeah. Both it probably like Dallas was probably like we want this this we want everything in the kitchen sink then. But like once teams heard that, then it's like fuck, try and try and get something going with them. So then four years, it's like all right, well we don't have to deal with your situation until uh, until you start to shit the bed. Yeah. And by shitting the bed, I mean the team. Robertson oh. going to. Um, how do you feel about your? How, how do you feel about the Oilers? Are you all in on them for the cup again or no? So to me, they didn't. Not all in on the cup. Um, I think what we saw last year when they had to play the Avalanche, like you saw as to like where they lacked. Um, I don't think Matt fucking Ryan. Um, I I, I don't think. Edmonton didn't get worse this offseason, but they didn't get much better. They, my opinion, they improved in the goalie situation. Well, yeah, they improved there by going and getting Jack Campbell, yes. Um, the defense didn't make any moves, really. Um, and kind of all the same up top as well. So I guess maybe like if they thought the issue was like, okay, maybe it was just the goaltending, then they could be there. But you saw, like I said, what happened against Colorado, and they just looked dominant in that series. Um, they are going to be making the playoffs. I think they definitely would be a playoff team, but it's just a matter of fact that how much that goaltending is going to make the difference. I think goaltending will be much improved, obviously, because Mike Smith had as much as Mike Smith like was was not great. He was better than a lot. He was better than like what I initially had said he was. Yeah, I mean he was better than fucking Koskinen in goal. I would have rather I would have rather put myself in goal instead of Koskinen, but. No, the Oilers. Did you see where? Did you see where? Where Ryan Whitney said that uh, they're going to go to the Cup final? Um, because no. because the world needs to see Connor McDavid in the Stanley Cup final. You didn't see that? No, I didn't listen to the last two podcasts from them. Oh no, I, I thought I saw. I thought I saw a video. Where, I saw like one of the highlights of it, and he was like, "Yeah, no, like." He was like, we're going to go to the Western Conference Final. Like, We're going to win the division. We're going to go to the Western Conference Final like we did last year. And we may even shock the world and go to the Stanley Cup Final because the world needs to see McJesus. And I'm thinking to myself, good luck. Yeah. Hey. No, there's teams definitely that are stronger in the West than the Oilers. Yeah. The Avalanche. The Avalanche. I would say probably the Wild and the Blues. Wild, possibly the Blues, Vegas, obviously. I don't know because Vegas goaltending is going to be a question mark. Goaltending is going to be a question mark. Uh, and I, Jack Eichel is going to look again like as much as people are going to hate to hear this being from Buffalo, he's going to come back to what he was. He literally almost missed a whole season of hockey due to that injury, and he came back and didn't look terrible, but he was still trying to adapt with that. And then it comes out as well that he was also playing with a broken thumb or whatever it was that hand injury. Um, mm-hmm. So I think he's going to be better than people want to admit. Vegas is going to be a team that, like, what what, what the fuck kind of game is this? Are you – did you see what, what next Thursday – Um. Uh, did you see what next uh, Thursday night's game is? Um, no. 
Commanders at Bears. Oh, okay. Yes, I didn't know that's fucking terrible. That's fucking terrible. All right. You know what? I'm done. I'm done with football. I'm fucking done with it. I'm all, like, this, this is bad. That is bad. Oh, God. Well, I don't think it can get much worse than this. This is a fucking baseball. This is terrible to watch. The the Rockies are winning against the uh, fucking, who's the closest baseball team to Indianapolis? Uh, the Rockies are beating the closest to Indianapolis, I would say. The Rockies are beating the Royals. The Rockies are beating the Royals six to nothing. <laughs> Spawn them into the playoffs. Have them play the Dodgers. Every time I saw the Rockies play the Dodgers, I kid you not, I feel like the Rockies won every time I saw them play each other. I I, I, I literally felt like that happened, like off topic there. But um, uh, no, going back to ho- going back to hockey there. No, Vegas, in my opinion, is going to be the team that will probably score like four or five goals a game. Maybe like well, not four or five, three, four goals a game, and they'll also find a way to concede like two, three goals a game as well. Like those games are just going to be like you probably will tune into Vegas Gold at night hockey just for the entertainment factor. Oh yeah, and like especially with like being able to watch every game on ESPN now, you'll get those nights game where you're like just chilling down, like just sitting down and want to watch if you throw those on. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do. That's what I'm gonna do uh, during the hockey season. Just tune into the Montreal Canadiens games as much <clears> as like Paul Caulfield score forty goals. Yeah, like uh, next week we should definitely preview the NHL season. Oh, we definitely are going to. Like we'll do that more into that there, uh, because like I I want there's a lot I want to talk about. Like I want to talk about how I think Cole Caulfield is gonna be a forty goal scorer and he's gonna be rejuvenated under Martin St. Louis. Yeah, then we talk about all that next week because I'm sure. People aren't going to want to listen to it because we could probably blabble on for like an hour, hour and a half about the hockey. Exactly. People, people don't want to listen to that right now. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they'll listen to us shoot the shit and say how bad this fucking football game is. But yeah, we're sick for watching it. So, are we crazy people for watching this game still? No, we're fucking sickos. We're <laughs> sickos. We are fucking oh, Jesus. sickos. Uh, I would rather watch preseason basketball at this point. Yeah, no, this isn't pretty. This is my this, this like I feel like every primetime game this year has just been absolute dog shit. Every primetime game has been absolute dog shit. And well, not even mind that. Basically, every single football game this year has been dog shit. Almost every single uh, the ball is out. That's that's no his knees down. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Cool. Oh, the flag. A flag. Go I think on. I think I'm ahead of you. You have to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they just called the flag. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm ahead of you. They're about to snap the ball again. Oh, see, this is why I hate football and streaming because, like, because the thing is, though, it's like with the signal, like, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not live for everybody. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing, like, I'm watching it, like, on Prime, like, actual Amazon. Yeah, no, I watch it on Twitch because I had noticed that Twitch is ahead of the Prime streams. What? Wait, you can watch this on Twitch? Yeah. I did not know that. But you need like your Amazon Prime login and log in on Twitch with it and make like on a Twitch account. Okay. Okay. So it's through Amazon. So Twitch through Amazon through Twitch. But the Twitch stream, like on Twitch, it's fa- it's it's ahead of the actual. That that does not make that does not make sense. There. What the hell did the league do with this deal? This is. <laughs> 
I mean, it's bad enough the coverage of this is terrible because, like, first off, you have to like buy a street, buy am buy Amazon Prime. Then you also have to listen to terrible commentary from a guy that probably should have retired and a college football analyst. And pre and post game is bad because, well, you just have a bunch of guys that recently recently retired from the league that are still not sick of the game, so they go into television. Yeah. I actually don't hate their booth. Like the for the, I, the pre I, I don't like the pre halftime post game, like I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. The commentary booth I think Al should have retired. Thank God we took the under in this game. Thank God it took the Broncos. Yeah. Easy I just, I just need a Pittman touchdown. <laughs> You're probably <laughs> gonna see a touchdown this game. Huh? You're not gonna see a touchdown in There's this game. There's no shot. If it's a touchdown, it's defensive. I think they have punted now like probably at least ten times. You probably will see a defensive touchdown. Yeah. There, there is no way an offense. The league should be embarrassed about this game. The league embarrassed the entire. The league should just be embarrassed about the season has been going. Honest to God, like. And then next week they're throwing the commanders and bears in our face. Thursday night football is a joke. Honestly, I you, you we always used to say that the Monday night football games are bad, but like Thursday night football is atrocious. No, the league is throwing the, the league is literally shitting on us because we know they know that everybody's gonna be a sicko to tune to tune in no matter what. I mean, I've, honestly, I I I told you like I probably not even gonna watch on Sunday. The Giants play in the morning. Probably not even go watch the one o'clock, four o'clock slate. I'll probably just tune into the Sunday night game. No, I'll watch the Bills. Um, I also, like I said, I'll have to be up, be up around one a.m. on Saturday to stay up because F one's in Japan. So at least I got that. Even though that's boring as well because we're stopping. It ran away with the title race already. Well, the title race has been over halfway through the season. I mean, Hamilton can't Hamilton can't race in the Hamilton can't race when he's not ahead of the pack. He's also in new machinery that he doesn't like this year. Adapt to it. But then again, I mean, NASCAR is the same. I mean, F1, I didn't know. I forgot that F1 had a new machinery. I guess the same could be said with NASCAR. None of the drivers like the new machinery either. And they've been having issues all season. And they've been having issues all season too. Yeah. And, he, and they're almost done with their playoffs. Um, no, I... I'm just glad it's base. I'm just glad hockey's about to start. Baseball playoffs are still going on. So at least the Yankees can still somehow find a way to disappoint me. <laughs> yep. yep. We'll, we got that going. Um, uh, I don't have anything else. No, I don't, like I said, it's been very – sports has been very boring, but we're still sickos that tune in for it. We're still sickos that tune in for it because there's nothing else to, there's nothing else to try and watch. Exactly. So it is what it is. So it is what it is there. So I'm not going to, I'll complain. I'll be a hypocrite, but that that's, that's like, that's what we do here at this point. Um, but no, I haven't, I, I literally don't have anything else. Next week we'll preview the NHL. We'll look ahead to the division series in the American league and in the national league for baseball. Go look ahead to week six, maybe come up with some shit about basketball. Because even with college football, like I have not been, impre- I have not been enjoying the season. Alabama, Georgia, <clears throat> have 
been running away with have been running away with the with college football. They're going to be three of the four teams to make the playoff, and it's just a matter of what fourth team somehow spawns their way to uh, into the playoff. Yeah, by, basically. I mean, it's going to be another Georgia Bama national championship. Depends on like where they finish. They may. They, depends on like where they go. But um, uh, no, I just hope Notre Dame gets a decent bowl game. They play in Vegas to, against BYU this weekend. Notre Dame's terrible. Notre Dame is terrible to watch, but they're two and two. Kansas finally got ranked. Kansas is a football school. You know who else got ranked? Cuse. Cuse, yes. Football Cuse, football schools, Syracuse and Kansas, 22nd and 19 in the country. <laughs> I'm going to the game against Notre Dame. Are you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, me and my me and my friend that live on Syracuse, like, well, we got tickets for it. So nice, that'll be fun. That'll be a good time. Definitely be better than watching this game. <laughs> let's just show the Colts owner randomly, and then let's <laughs> randomly show our head coach because we have no action to show you. Um, uh, honestly, no. Next couple week, next like two, three, next uh. Next like, couple weekends and over the over over the over the month, like I'm excited for. Like uh, I've got Fan Fest, so I'm excited for that. I'm not excited for the fact that I have to wake up at like four in the morning to get there at like five though, and like wait until everything opens up at six. I'm gonna be up before the ass crack of dawn for that. <laughs> no, because like you would pretty much like have to stand outside to get in because like yeah. You don't get in at six o'clock. Like you, there's a good chance. Like they keep saying, like it's a first come, first serve basis, even though you like registered, which annoys me. So like, if you're not there, like at six o'clock to come in, like you don't know, like when you'll be able to go in. Yeah, you're gonna be waiting a while. Exactly. Ooh, so I, yeah, wait. you're gonna have to be up. Yeah, it'll be worth it to get up early though to get in. Instead of I, having it, to wait around all day. It would. It would. Uh, Ian right now and Shira are gonna be there. And, huh? I'm just gonna say, do you think you're gonna get the chance to meet them, or is he's gonna be like on the stand and stuff? No, you. I think you may get a chance to like take pictures with them and meet them. Oh shit! All right. Yeah, like I, I'm pretty sure like the people like I, they'll be like on set, like on the t, like probably like do something like on tell like for t- for the TV for TV purposes. But I'm pretty sure like you get a chance to like meet them. That'll be fun. And also probably meet the like meet. Uh, meet like the P- the TV people too. So Robbie Earl, Robbie Musto, Tim Howard, um, Danny Higginbottom. And when is that again? Nah, not this weekend, but next weekend. Okay. Going Sunday. So Saturday, I'm going down. Saturday, we're going down. And sun like Saturday, we're going down. We're practically going to do nothing on Saturday, to be honest, because we'll have to go to bed like at like. Yeah. And so like we'll have to get up like at like way early. Sunday will practically be there almost not all day, but like I'd say we'd be there until like the end of the Liverpool game. And then you come home. And then I'm coming and then we're going straight home. And then it's okay. just road after that. Yeah. So I'm gonna be it's not I wouldn't even say like it's I wouldn't even say like it's I wouldn't even say like it's a weekend trip. I think it's like a day and a half trip practically. Yeah, it'll be worth it. That'll be fun. No, it will be fun. I'm gonna be exhausted though by the time I get back. I'll probably just like want to sleep when I get back that Sunday. Oh yeah, 
Because the thing is, there is like, especially that's because like, what is that like? A, how long of a drive is it? Well, I'm going with my friend from Syracuse to that too, like uh, the one I went like from there. So yeah, out to Syracuse. I'm driving out to Syracuse Saturday morning because he works. He's got work late Friday. Okay. So Saturday morning, I'm gonna leave early. Then, as soon as I get to his house, as soon as I get to his house, like we're going down, we're going down the field right away. Uh huh. Good news. Uh, so we'll do that there. We'll just stay like where we're staying. Probably pretty much do nothing. Just relax. Sunday morning, wake up, ass crack of dawn, stand outside for God knows how long. Get in the fan fest. It goes from six to three. But the thing is, though, is like we're not staying till three. Yeah. Like, doesn't make any sense to like unless there's something like uh, like need like one of us like want unless there's something that both of us like wanted to do before we leave there like that's about it but like we're hitting the road like we'll come back because it's a four hour it's like it's a four hour drive from syracuse to philadelphia you go down 81 and then you go down the pa turnpike yeah well, so, so that would make sense for you to go to syracuse first anyways that you're driving uh, to him Exactly, and then I gotta drive an hour, an hour plus back, anyways. So yeah. I probably won't. Like, if we leave at like, if we leave at like two, I pro. Oh, fuck, I'm not gonna get back until like eight, because like you got in court, you got to factor in dinner and shit. I'm mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna want to eat like in Syracuse. I would prefer to stop somewhere. I may convince to stop somewhere in the middle. There you go. That'd be smart. I don't want to stop in Syracuse because that's a four-hour drive and I'm going to be fucking hungry as shit. And uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not going to want to get back here Sunday night, 10 o'clock. What sucks, though, is I'm going to miss the Bills-Chiefs game. I'd have to listen to it on the radio. Yeah. If I if we get WGR that far. Well, you could just do it. If you have Apple Music, you just search WGR on your phone and you could play it. Oh, yeah, that's a good point there. That's a good point there. That Probably. should be a good game. Could do that Hopefully. there. Bills Chiefs probably going to be the best game of the season. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, no, I'm excited for Fan Fest. I'm excited for the Notre Dame game. I mean, what sucks is like that game, like, no, like, I, I don't know, like, what time the game is. It's the Saturday before Halloween, but there's no t- <sighs> It could be before, it could be before, like, it could be like noon kickoff, mm-hmm. three kickoff or because it's on the road at Syracuse they could somehow find a way to put it at night I think it'll be a 3.30 kickoff though yeah I, like, I, I feel like they never have night games Cuse? No you can't have no Yeah. They, no Cuse no like if it's a night game it's a Friday night they're not going to have a night game for that. They're not going to have a night game for that uh, for that game there. That would be chaotic, especially if they somehow win. Oh, yeah. Syracuse would be going crazy. That's why I'm going to the game. I know. That would be, be fun. You're going to let me know how that is. I will, have to let you, I will definitely let you know how that is there. I'm excited. I, I am genuinely excited there. Um, uh, but, no, I've got nothing else. Yeah, me I, either. I've got nothing else there. Um, Paiska, let me know when the Red Sox play again. 
Uh, let me know when o- Odell Beckham Jr. goes to Minnesota and teams up with Kirk Cousins too. <laughs> just kidding, that's not happening. Um, but no, until next, I guess until next week. Like, just keep on keeping on, and uh, we'll be back. We'll be back next week. Um,